0: Hello everyone, welcome to the new episode of Nature's Honor. I'm your host Nature Chad, and today I bring you a special one with my friend Will, friend of men. Will is an incredible person, you know, working with men, trying to be a part of this renaissance, of this renaissance of masculinity, and not restoring it, but just bringing us back to it. These are the subjects that I'm quite passionate about, and I didn't really talk about it before, but I thought that... Will would be a perfect guest to talk to talk about this. And yeah, we touched upon so many subjects, you know, about masculinity, of course, about faith, about uh, traumas, about anger, about culture, about music, so many different things and I'm sure that you will benefit from this conversation. I did so and it, it was amazing. So yeah, I hope you enjoy, I hope you have a great day, and yeah, much love. Hello Will and welcome to the show, it's my great honor to have you here because you know you are one of those guys that speak about masculinity in the right way you know in a positive way and promote it in a sense that you show how valuable it is to all of us and how how we're missing it basically in our life how we whole civilization basically doesn't have its presence here and i want to have a conversation about masculinity about dating about god because you are i believe you have a good addition to that to that whole subject and i believe uh, you could really show people like another side of this not, not just you know that people think oh it's toxic masculinity like people associate masculinity with the word toxic it's it's like uh, <laughs> the same yeah. thing but of course this is not the tr- true the truth is that it's very important for our well being like for our mental health firstly i'd say to embrace our masculinity and then it goes into this whole other branch of things. So yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, how you started, your background, um, how did you even start your page, what motivated you to do it?
1: So for thank you, Nature Chat, for, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And I I'm, I'm very grateful for the reflection too, because you know, we're in this community of of creators in the space, and each man kind of has his different theme, his different approach, the things that he's really into. And uh, uh, the, the things that I talk to are a little bit, it feels like they're sometimes outside of that. I don't talk about fitness. Um, I don't talk about dating and, and romance so much. I don't talk about. Um... I don't talk about making money and all those things are fine, mm-hmm. I, but I have my own unique perspective and the things that are, that interest me, religion, society, sort of the mythological dimension of society, let's say. And I'm never quite sure h- how it lands, but that's what I feel called to create. So um, I, I appreciate hearing that that my perspective is um, is seen for what it is and is valued by you and other creators in the community. I mean, I, I had a sense that it was, but it's not that <laughs> people write to me often and say, well, I really love your perspective. It's like, you know, they, I, the, the, the response is coming other way so thank you very much for, um, yeah, you're for sharing that with me of course
0: yeah but i mean because the thing about me you know the thing about about my guests like i had only a few guests on this podcast because i really try to try to i say bring someone not who's going to say something like negative and try to make my audience feel sad after listening to this of course there are some things right. that are said in nature but i want solutions i want something to to say okay It's it's dark, but we can make it more brighter, you know, so that's why I thought you would be a perfect guest because especially, you know, you're, you're an, uh, I guess, more mature man, first of all. You're not going to say some stuff like, you know, yeah, bro, uh, go live on island and, you know, and get online businesses. You know, that that's the thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I want to get like a real <laughs> conversation, not a serious Thank conversation you. because I, I cannot be seri- yeah. serious for too long. But yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, go ahead. Like, uh, tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Oh, I mean, that's... Um I mean you kind of you kind of touched on uh some of the things that i wanted to say is Mm -hmm. i believe that what we're what's important to me about the renaissance of men is that i believe that what we're doing as men is important that it's significant it's historically significant that um what may seem like a bunch of uh, instagram creators and 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 twitter peak guys on twitter and youtube you know just kind of generally and authors as well i've got the shelves full of books about this just talking casually about masculinity they're actually instead doing something really historically significant for our civilization that for the past 60, 70 years, or I sometimes say 150 years since the Industrial Revolution, there's been an all-out assault on men and masculinity. It began with our bodies, uh, with the Industrial Revolution being taken out of the home, World War I, the Great Depression, World War II, uh, Vietnam and Korea, then became the Cultural War in the 1960s with feminism. And lately that war has become so successful that now it's an all out political war against, um, against men. So, Cause they say that politics is downstream from culture, right? That's the saying in America. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing an outright political war against men. This has been a 150 year campaign. Uh, and the reason why we're struggling with fitness or we're struggling with testosterone while we're struggling uh, struggling in relationships and education is because we are the I guess the leading edge of the the consequences of that war our generation. Um, and so rather than simply lying down and accepting defeat and 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 being defeated and living in an inverted society that's run by um, I'll say quote unquote women because they're actually heavily masculinized women but I'll say they're perhaps objectively female um rather than lying down and accepting defeat men like yourself and me and Arthur and Devin and and uh, men going all the way back to the 80s like Robert Bly and, and other guys like Anthony Johnson Elliot Hulse Jack Donovan you name them yeah. rather than simply lying down and accepting defeat from these systems that are so much larger than we are and more powerful than we are we instead turned away and said no we're going to stand up and we're going to do things to resurrect or, or give rebirth, hence Renaissance to our masculinity. We're not simply going to accept defeat. We're going to pursue masculinity on our own terms and try and stop us. Mm -hmm. And that's the Renaissance It's a 40 year process. And we're also the leading edge of this 40 year process of giving rebirth to, to masculinity. And so as I look out at the Instagram creator community, and I see men exploring the themes of, about masculinity that are important to them, like fitness, like transformation. In Arthur's case, he's really into the blood and rain. He's really into literature. He's really into, into fighting and orthodoxy. Devon, nature pilled is, is into animal life. Um, and he's recently converted to orthodoxy as well. Uh, And I see, you know, for example, myself, I'm interested in large, large, religious, civilizational, sociological themes and all of us, Jack Donovan, you know, he writes so, so brilliantly about men and masculinity. And of course I can name dozens of others. All of us are pursuing the answers to this question in our own way and are creating material that reinvigorates and inspires each other. And viewed globally, when you look around the world at all the men that are doing it and have been doing it for the past 40 years, it's impossible not to see something historically significant happening with men. That's never had to happen before. We were this close, we were this close to being ultimately, I think perhaps defeated um, masculinity because we didn't even know there was war being waged on us yep. but for the past you know for the past few years especially um, men have really woken up to no the war is total and uh at not a minute not a moment too soon and now we're pushing back and it's incredibly exciting because then you get to see men like ian smith you know standing up for his gym um and ian smith is a great guy i've gotten to spend time with him standing up for his gym and now he's running for congress So And and I believe that Ryan Mickler also uh, has political aspirations as well at some point in his career. So there's a real big pushback coming, and we are right on the leading edge of it, and it's going to inspire millions around the world. So that's what the renaissance of men is to me, is this process of rebirth that we all get to participate in, that none of us are really leading, but we're all participating and contributing our energy to. And so I like to paint that picture to men so they know that while you may look at your instagram page or, or your Twitter account and, and worry about engagement or followers and all those things are valid and making a living and monetizing it all those things are valid what I like to remind men is that you are participating in a spiritual battle with every piece of content that you create you're you're fighting you're fighting a war you're fighting a war within yourself you're fighting a war in your communities you're fighting a war for men and for women too and for children and no matter how hard it is don't give up don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your brothers and don't give up on civilization because masculinity is needed and when it comes back it's going to be glorious that's beautifully said man um i totally agree with you and you know
0: that's the upon the point that you said like you we didn't even know that there was a war being waged that's the thing it's, it's sort of like this big awakening like what's going on I'm depressed you know uh, the world is going to shit why is this and then yeah like you said this big awakening is happening and I also have to say that for me before I kind of even knew what masculinity is I I laughed I laughed about when someone was being masculine like it was laughed upon like yeah you're this strong guy you know (laughs) stereotypical blah blah you need to be soft you need to be emotional stuff like that and I went into a relationship Thinking like that, you know, I couldn't relate to things sure. like that, and it was like this huge reality, like reality check. It was shocking how much lies there were, uh, so that they were sold to us. And only when I actually started t- t- uh, reading about Masculinity, when I started doing things, you know, that I guess felt right. That's the thing about Masculinity. It feels right. It's not this new thing, as you say. It's not something that we should even. <laughs> It shouldn't be talked about, but it is because we are in this situation. You know, it's something that was mm-hmm. through, through generations normal thing. Your you, your father taught you these things and you just are a man. But you know, for yeah. me, it, it was very it's very eye opening to see that everything that the modern world is teaching us is wrong, simply wrong. And when I when yeah. I embrace my masculinity, when I also started reading like Jack Donovan, Donovan, um, and I saw, read Rollo Tomas, you know, classic, classic uh, artists. It's, it was it was amazing how it can change your whole life. And I want you to explain to uh, people, like, why is even masculinity important? Like, why why are we talking about it so much? And why should everyone look, men <laughs> should look to be more masculine?
1: Well, the world says, um, and I've had a similar experience to you, the, the world says that masculinity, as we were talking about before, is uh, is toxic, right? That's the whole, you, you almost can't hear the word masculinity now without yeah, hearing yeah. the word toxic whispered before it. And so that's what the world wants to tell us about, about masculinity. Everything the world does is upside down. Everything the world does is upside down. So, um, and I can, there's theological reasons for that. We'll just accept that everything the world says is upside down. So if the world says masculinity is toxic and everything the world says is upside down, then that means masculinity must be the opposite of toxic. Masculinity must be restorative. Masculinity must be curative. Must be healing. And so I think um, in, in our own individual lives as men, um, the function of masculinity is primarily to set down uh, boundaries. Right. That's that's the that is the masculine function um, from a I guess you might say from an energetic level. And uh, boundaries tell us to do this but not do that say this and not say that behave this way and don't behave that way the function of boundaries is primarily about saying no Um, it's as much about saying yes as like when when you build a fence around your house you're saying everything inside this fence is mine but it's also saying no to everything outside the fence is the fence is the masculine boundary and a man cannot live his life successfully and be happy unless he sets down boundaries to himself and the world for what will not be tolerated what will not be accepted in himself and the people around him. So when you, when you destroy, it's been 150 years destroying the human beings that embody the masculine function, namely the men, you destroy the ability for anyone to put up boundaries and say no. And that I think has been the purpose. If you want to smash all boundaries, right, even down to gender doesn't exist, biological sex doesn't exist, smash all boundaries, level everything and rebuild society. You have to smash the holders of those boundaries. And that's men. Mm-hmm. And so, when we when we as men begin pursuing masculinity, we discover a bunch of different things. We discover how the war has been waged within our own bodies. For example, on testosterone, there is an active war on testosterone in both men and women. And I think that's um, I know of a I know of a documentary series that's being produced about that subject right now at a very high level um, by some names that you would know. Um, and they're going to expose that this war on this on this hormone. So you see the war, the way the war has taken place in our lives as men being unable, unable to stand up, and then you step out for, you know, one one degree of um, of focus, and you get a little bit wider perspective, and you look at how men aren't able to stand up, for example, to their girlfriends or their wives. Or their kids and then they're not able to stand up on behalf of their community and then their their nation their civil their culture their civilization and so in 2020 in 2019 it was a thing right this was happening and we could all some people could kind of see it but in 2020 everything kind of catalyzed everything kind of suddenly took this took this giant step forward and uh with the COVID tyranny that no we're going to smash every every distinction every boundary and we're going to institute our own our own rule and we discovered just how weak men were, as we can look around and see it and just how much we are needed to push back against that. And, uh, so what's the pro- the purpose of masculinity? The purpose of masculinity is to build, um, happy, healthy bodies, homes, societies, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, God willing a world. Um, and so it is that, it is that important. It is that urgent and it begins with each of us.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, and no. Know- People, people, and most people unfortunately still think this is like a big conspiracy. You know, they think that we live in a man's world. You know, they, they, they think that we are these monsters who oppress others. And sure, but this cannot be further from the truth. And like you said, I believe the, the war is being waged because uh, of control. If you can control more people, sure. if you, you can control the leaders, then you will control the whole world, you will get more money. And this is not a conspiracy. <laughs> this is the real truth out there and what's happening. Um, but, you know, I, I always talk about, you know, always about personal health and how if we fix ourselves, we start to change the world. That's how it works. Individually changing ourselves, yes. becoming more masculine, and then we impact our families, we impact our friends, then they change, and sooner than later, we change the whole world. And yes. I, want to, I want to touch upon, like, Like a mental aspect about what happens when you actually embrace your masculinity because I'll I'll tell like a small story about me Hmm. because you know When you first start doing things for yourself and not for others not to go in line with others, you know Maybe go to the same school as everyone or maybe go to the same job um, Wear a mask, (laughs) you know all of these things they they they, I'd say they cast castries. You know, they remove that, yeah. who that who you are, like your true presence, and going through life like this, like you you might think that everything's okay. And you know, I, I did all of this. I followed the path. Everyone followed. I never said no to something stuff like that. And what happened? Well, I was on the brink of you know breaking up with my girlfriend. I didn't know what to do in my life at all. Like I, I was like. I'm home all my life I've been just doing what I you know what I thought was the right thing and never asked what do I want to do or never asked okay, I need to set some boundaries like this isn't too much And on top of that, which is another aspect when you aren't masculine, you uh, go to the feminine side of yourself and that is where you're mm-hmm. more emotional when you are more prone to you know small th- small problems, small things like uh, <laughs> I had the nickname, believe it or not, drama queen. Um, oh, wow yeah yeah it was, it was it's very bad and um, stuff like that so you become like this emotional mess without purpose without any direction in life you know you you maybe even don't look good you don't live good and then you start wondering what can I do in life what can I do in life you know people will go to therapy they will tell them to take pills people will, you know try to speak to their friends they'll be like uh, yeah whatever bro you know you're just you know too dramatic too dramatic what is the answer In yourself going into yourself and realizing okay I'm going to do things that I want to do and I'm going to do them in a way that is I'd say you know for a greater purpose for something greater than yourself and that's that's what happened to me I'm like okay I'm going to get out of college I didn't want to go to the college at all I'm going to start doing things that I like So I started going like fully into training, I started you know, I started writing about 2019 actually, but with the other Mm name, stuff like that, and as soon as I started doing that, as soon as I started doing things on my terms, suddenly my relationship completely changed. The dynamics, Mm -hmm. I was was the one who was like you know, calm, strong, and the girl was very you know emotional, she was very you know like uh, that, And I love that, you know, that's that's the nature, that's the the female nature, I'd say, you know, to be more emotional, more uh, energetic in some ways, you know. So, So that changed first. And then I was like, I was, you know, doing these things and I'm like, I feel amazing. I feel amazing, you know. It's not a habit. It's not something that I specifically did. It's just about this decision that I realized I'm responsible for myself the modern narrative is completely bullshit um, and like, it, it, it was just it was just mind-blowing that I had this in myself the whole time but it, it was like it was hidden for me it was hidden for me yeah. you know and I'm trying to you know to say that this is not a superpower this is not anything that isn't normal the the, right. the it's the new normal that is the problem and the normal that we, you know, the normal that we already have in ourselves is the, is uh, said that it's crazy. So I'm I'm trying right. to say, it like, when you embrace who you are, when you embrace yet you are a man, that you are born with your balls, basically, you know, that you have this testosterone running through you to to conquer. Uh, the, uh, the first thing that you experience, obviously, as a teen is an urge to fight, an urge to be aggressive, an urge to, you know, get women. This all translates into further things as you age, but when you have people telling you this is toxic, when you have people telling you that, you know, you should suppress this, of course, we have the most number, no, no, of depression, of, unfortunately, suicides in young men and stuff like that because they don't know who they are, they know what they, what they, what to do, and of course, again, just following the modern narrative that is obviously designed for control.
1: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I yes to all of that. I want to I want to step back to something that you said earlier as well, mm-hmm. which I think will will contribute to some of that. As you said earlier, like we're told that it's a man's world, right? We yeah. hear that James Brown that James Brown song. So, the trick of that it is a man's world, but the trick of that statement is in is in the term world. So the 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 word world means some very specific things. Um, it's not a man's planet right? Um, it's a man's world. What does that mean? Well, the world is is the human created environment. There's earth, the planet, and, and humans built the world on top of the earth, right? So the world is getting smaller, right? The planet is not actually getting smaller. The earth is not getting yeah, smaller. Yeah. It's a man's world in society and economics because the, the world of society and economics functions via power, functions via power and via money. That will always be a man's world because power and money are about competition. Men are superior competitors to women because we have increased testosterone. That's what testosterone is supposed to do. That's why the slowest men's sprinter is probably faster than the fastest woman's sprinter. That's why uh, someone asked, I think it was Serena Williams, um, you know how she would rank on the men's tennis tour. And she said, I'd probably be like a hundred something like Serena Williams is you know one of the greatest female tennis players of all time and she wouldn't even she wouldn't even rank in the top 100 of current men's tennis players the the women's olympic soccer team was defeated by a team of 15-year-old men 15-year-old boys practically so in when it comes to the field of competition yes it is and always will be a man's world because mm-hmm. we can out compete women every time every single time the only reason that we appear to not be able to is that the deck is so heavily slanted against men right now and that's a whole separate conversation but the problem is the world is not just composed of competition the world is not just composed of economics and sports and and arts the world is also composed of the home of the hearth of the family and so this idea that it's a man's world completely, it's totally Marxist because it only conceives of the world in terms of power and economics. Meanwhile, what you have in the home, in the family, in the generations is also a part of the world and is also important. important. And that is, a, that, is, that is and will be a woman's domain a woman's domain, not separate from the man. These aren't separate competing spheres. These are equally important spheres that that propel the human society forward. So when they say, oh, we're told it's a man's world. Yeah, it is the man's world. Then guess what, I'll out-compete women. You know why? Because my genetic survival is on the line. That's the thing that people don't get, is that a man's genetic survival is dependent on his ability to compete in the marketplace. If a man does not compete well in the marketplace, he might not get the chance to reproduce. That's natural selection in a way. If you decide like, I'm not gonna work or I'm not gonna try and get a good job or make any money, your options for having babies are gonna be quite limited. So your genetic survival, your, your maximum genetic survival is dependent on your performance in the marketplace women don't have that women don't have to worry about that yep. if a woman wants to reproduce all she has to do is walk into any room and say you and it's <laughs> done right and so that's so so because our survival all genetic survival is on the line for our ability to compete that is why we will always outcompete women Um, in in any environment and that's just how it is so but the problem is the illusion of saying that it's a man's world leaves out the entire side of the home and and the family and so because our ability sorry go ahead
0: no no so i I was just thinking about you know um there's the there's the thing like when both genders embrace who they are you know we can talk a bit Mm -hmm. about femininity Uh, the thing is both are happier i i know a lot of women who have this idea in mind that they have to you know get a, get a job go to get uh, five degrees and stuff like that you know um, <laughs> Yeah. like many of them but when, but they are actually doing the same thing as us in a kind of, in similar way they are suppressing who they are and they are then being depressed they are being sad they are being angry and they don't know why but when they when they just look inside of them and this is, I'm telling this is natural. This is the most interesting. They will want babies, they, they will want uh, to be married. That's the like the first right. thing in most women's uh, like uh, heart, I'd say, like I I had a similar thing with my girl like a few years ago. Like uh, she's like, I, 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 I want kids, <laughs> I, I, I want kids right now, but I know I have to get like a degree and stuff like that. I was like, why? Where where does that thought come from, you know? like you are literally yeah. abandoning your natural like instinct we always say w- women's intuition there you go mm-hmm. you know and it's, it's funny because it's not just a war of on masculinity on testosterone it's also on women as well like both of us are being very misled i'd say so it's a very yes. interesting thing you know that if you just are, <laughs> if you just align everything there is like nature of who we are Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess belief, you know, be it Christianity, be it any anything and if you and if you just look how the world works like the order and If you stop trying to change things Everyone would would be happier. Everyone would be doing what they are meant to do and when we say this, you know I'm sure that someone will say you're sexist. You are this and that but you know It's just how the world works. You can look at it through so many lenses and everything that you will find is the same thing, the same answer. If you try to mess with the laws, universal laws,
1: you will create disorder. Simple as that. Absolutely. And and I like what you said about um, embracing who we are as men and women. And I think what what isn't obvious about that is um, when it comes to embracing who we are, that actually comes with sacrifice. So, so put yourself in a woman's shoes. If a woman, um, if a woman's going to say, okay, I'm not going to get a degree and I'm not going to be independent. Um, self-sufficiency, by the way, and independence are, t- are completely different. Um, that's a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. But if a woman says, I'm not going to be independent, I'm not going to get a degree. I'm going to depend on a man to pr- protect, provide, and as Ryan Mickler says, pr- preside, right? I'm going to depend on a man to do that. Let's assume Let's assume that she finds a good man, right? That's a whole separate conversation because there aren't a whole ton of good men out there. So that aside, let's say she has a good man she what she has to sacrifice in order to be in order to accept who she is is uh have have, uh, a wife and mother of children is she has to sacrifice her independence she has to give something up and in a in a relationship it's always good when things are are mutual so the question would be then well what does the man have to give up the man should have to sacrifice something as well because the mutual sacrifice of both people is what is what bonds both people and to continue in the relationship. Like I've put blood into this, you've put blood into this, we're both going to get something out of it. And this starts getting into the religious question because if the woman is, is supposed to say sacrifice herself and serve the man, who does the man sacrifice himself to and serve? And the only answer to that, the only answer to that is God. And that's why I believe there's a very strong revival of Christianity, specifically Christianity that's happening in the men's space right now, because if the man, um, if the man sacrifices some degree of let's say his independence to God and follows God's desire for him, then he can understand the position that his wife is in and be more compassionate, be more tender, be more loving, and also and also know what it means to be obedient, right? To to follow and also gives him mission and purpose and direction to lead her properly. So when it comes to men and women, um, d- finding who they are, I don't believe that that chain is possible, uh, really, truly sustainably possible without religion, because as, as the woman is, is supposed to, as we say, um, follow the man who is the man following, the man has to follow God. If he's only following himself, he, he runs the risk of uh, all different sorts of things. If he only follows society or culture or trends, worse. He needs to be led by something which is above him, which is transcendent, which is truthful and good. And then he will be able to be led, which means he will be able to lead. And uh, so as we look at the assault on masculinity, it's very difficult to separate it from the assault on religion christianity specifically
0: yeah, yeah absolutely and th- that's interesting you know i mean you are almost like you're almost 20 years older than me and i'm just now getting into i guess returning to religion you know but right. but it's very interesting because as you said it's a lately it's a trend that's happening lately that more men are rich, uh, going back to their roots or embracing uh, the uh, christianity it's, it's very interesting because like, I also am aware of this trend, but it came to me naturally. You know, it's it's like, okay, why, why, you can have your purpose here, you know, like, as you do, Renaissance of Man. I'm also, like, very passionate about helping people uh, beat their demons and improve themselves, but that's all great, but you, are, you have to serve someone greater. It's simple as that. Yeah. And you can say, I believe in universe, I believe in energy, you know, but... I guess it just doesn't align again with nature, you know, with father, having a father, having a strong father figure. It's just that new age is, isn't is right for masculinity. That's the thing, you know. I went right. through those phases as well. I don't know if you did, but, you know, like when you get more spiritual, when you get more into these things and it's, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. It's, it works in some ways. You get calmer. You get, you know, when people mm-hmm. are, they feel your energy. You're very calm. Like, I was vegetarian for some time, vegan even as well, you know. And I wow. can say, yeah, I'm calm, I'm everything. But I'm sure that my test was like zero. And that, um, <laughs> and that you know, it, it works well, but it works just for you. You are calm, mm-hmm. but you are ignoring everyone else. And I believe that it's a man's duty, you know, to at least take care of your family. But mm-hmm. if you are in that mindset, you already have a family, you are going to try to help pretty much everyone on your on your journey you know so it's very interesting like i'm also getting back into christianity i'm also looking i'm starting i i mean i think i talked about you before about this like i started reading bible now again um it, it just feels right it feels right to surrender yourself as you said to surrender yourself and say you know what i'm not i am like your you can say i am your warrior but you are like my leader, and kind of surrender yeah. yourself. Like say, uh, lower your guard, and be okay with being led, being led with the, uh, being led uh, to this great force. And then, if you are a man of God, like man of God, man of a greater purpose, a greater thing, you will automatically be more humble and more with humility. You know, you will you will know when to put your head down, when to pray, when to say you're you're wrong but you still have that energy this it's like this energy that you cannot step into unless you start believing you know like you can yes you could say you're training you are reading you are having a purpose but then uh, this is the level that needs to be reached if if you really want to like you said have that balance where you are a strong man but you can love your girl you can love your kids you can love the world this mm-hmm. with this I wouldn't say godly love because you know it is godly love but we cannot possess it, but you know but we have this different perspective where you're just I guess filled with love, but be masculine. This is what the new age wants wants but fails to do. To fill yourself with love, yep. but what you end up yep. happening is being weak. But if you are strong mm-hmm. and you have the capability of being
1: having love, you are you made it. Yes. The problem with the new age, and I'm actually in a it's, it's a discussion and might actually be an argument right now with an old friend about the new age. He's a, he's a, he's a big believer in the new age. And, and uh, I came out of that world and I can tell you all about the, yeah. how bad it is. But, um, and there's a, there's a great channel on YouTube. I recommend, and, and they're also on Instagram. The channels is cultish, like the cults. Uh, if you go to, I think it's on Instagram, it's cultish show. And on YouTube, it's, it's cultish. And uh, it's the, the church that I go to, they have a, uh, a whole YouTube series about various um, various cults and strange beliefs, and you know they talk about Scientology, and you know, and, and they did a whole episode about Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and they actually hosted this guy um, named Steven Bankars, mm-hmm. on there, on and he has his own YouTube channel as well. That's B-A-N-C-A-R-Z, Bankars. He was a major new age writer. He wrote for like collective evolution and all those major and spirit science, metaphysics, he was making tens of thousands of dollars a month writing new age content. And I think about five years ago, he had a conversion experience and has since become Christian and, and now works to kind of expose all the different dark sides and shadows of the new age. But what's really especially bad about the new age mindset is that it doesn't believe in evil. Mm. It won't talk about evil. It'll say, oh, it's all good, or it's all karma, anything to wave away the presence of actual malice. Because it doesn't want, again, it's it's unmasculine. It doesn't want to say no. Oh, that horrible thing happening over there. Oh, that's just a trick of your perception. It might be fine. Or, oh, it's karma. It's just some sort of impersonal process. Or, oh, it's just God doing something. And yet you can look all around and you can see all the evidence of actual metaphysical evil being practiced by humans and causing suffering to others. And the New Age just doesn't know what to do about that. So it blinds itself to that, ignores it and ignores Christianity in the process, because Christianity is the only world and religion that I've encountered that speaks openly and directly about evil. So if you wanna deny the existence of evil totally, you also have to deny Christianity. And so the new age, which tries to synthesize all these different religions, ignores 5,000 years of Christian history and ignores evil. Now, someone who's good, someone who's truly pursuing truth, isn't going to ignore evil only someone who's evil will want to like oh no no, that's not a big deal just don't pay any attention Mm -hmm. to that so that's why i say the, the new age is a very very subtle very subtle evil that cloaks itself in love and acceptance and tolerance all these all these very sensitive we might say even feminine ideas but it has no companion in the masculine at all and so maybe that works a little bit for women i have to think about that but for men it's it's very corrosive to them it's corrosive to their masculinity it softens them and makes them weak it makes them it makes them into beta soy boys and that i think is is probably it's, yeah. its, its uh its purpose
0: yeah it's it's very interesting because the way i view it is that masculinity is grounded while you know the, the new age or you could say even you know uh, femininity is more uh, up high and I believe there's this balance because when you 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 can also learn some things from New Age
1: where they do get things right. It's it's few things, of those. Yes. yeah,
0: some things exactly,
1: and holistic health practices. They're really good at holistic health practices yes, and yes. and healthy eating and, and exercise and movement. There are some things that they've got right. Absolutely, absolutely. But I believe
0: there's this balance which is quite difficult to find, if you if you are just embracing your masculinity and not going into the Spiritual side of things and that is that if you are just confined to this, you know uh, Absolute wars that are going on here, you know about About being always emotional about always being angry at the world always fighting always having a sense that you are Fighting against something, you know, that's where the the trouble begins because if you don't have a part of yourself thinking about these Divine things I'd say you get stuck you get stuck in a loop this is where we could draw like a similarity between you know New Age, where you are, I don't know, constantly getting reincarnate, uh, going rebirth and stuff like that, because you are, oh, yeah, you know. Don't get but me started on that. Yeah, but it's it's a kind of similar thing because if we, if we do really try just to be you know these strong guys, this stuff like that, you might never you know reach a de- better level of yourself, and that's what I'm trying to say about God. You know, when you go back to that. You, you really get become a complete man, I'd say, but yeah, like, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's very weird because all of this time, you know, it's like these phases, I, I wrote a post similar about this, you know, you get black-pilled, then you get red-pilled, and then you become white-pilled, it's, it's a funny analogy, you yeah. know, to say, and it's yeah. the same with here, like, you first are black-pilled, you are feminized, and then you get red-pilled, you are this full masculine man, and then you find the perfect balance between the both things, uh, between everything, you know, becoming, being capable of expressing your emotions, being capable of, um, be, being capable you know, of just be, being adaptable situations. But I want to touch upon uh, the point about darkness, about evil, because it's something very interesting, you know. If you, if you try to separate good and evil. It's, it's inseparable. It's like you try to take a car and then you don't have an engine in, in it, you know? And people trying to just accept that oh, it's only good. It's only happiness. It's, it's everything is good, you know? That's when the darkness, the the, the Evil hits them right in the face, you know, and they're completely helpless, but when you approach life, you know, through this manner of Okay, I accept that I will be happy, but I will accept that I'll be sad. I accept that there will be life but i said that there will be death when you approach things like this it makes you much more grounded but at the same time you are much appreciative of life you are much appreciative of the good times and when the bad times come you're like all right but if you try to deny this as they try to do it what happens you you get down something bad happens and you're you don't know what to do you never prepared yourself for this and I guess this is another thing that, you know, through my exploration of religion uh, taught me is like, continue praying, continue, you know, working and the light will shine again.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, when you say you can't separate good from evil, I think of the yin-yang symbol, you know, the one mm-hmm. I'm talking about, the circle yep. with the two house. And so that's, a, that's an Eastern symbol that kind of implies that um, and it's a very Eastern mindset the kind of, I have it tattooed on my shoulder actually, <laughs> that kind of implies that good and evil are of equal value and equal importance and they have, um, they have pieces of them within each other. And, uh, and that, that's, sort of, that's sort of natural. And that's, that's the Eastern mindset. The Western mindset, mean the Christian mindset, takes a, slight, takes a slightly more nuanced view. Mm-hmm. The reason why evil exists in Christianity <clears throat> is because God has allowed free will. And in free will, we have the chance, we have the ability to choose between doing good or doing evil, between loving God or loving the world, essentially, because we have free will. So, um, but good and evil are not equal. They're definitely not equal in in God's eyes. Um, And the only reason why in the yin yang symbol, you know, there's a little bit of, of good and the evil, the only reason that it seems like that's the case is because God is able to take any evil end and and put it towards his purposes. So um, we've all seen things in our lives where something has gone wrong or something has done someone to us and we've turned it around and we've become even stronger as a result. That's redemption and that's because of god that's not because there was a seed of good inside the evil it's because god and and us through participation were able to take that evil and turn it towards the good which is what god does god is perfect god is holy god god is god is uh eternal and universal goodness um so to say that good can't be so evil can't be separated from the good i would say that it actually can and, and should be separated as its own independent force it's a far weaker force Um, in, in the total fullness of time, but it's definitely, it's definitely not, um, not equal. And this is Mm -hmm. the way, this is the way that even I've had to deprogram new age beliefs, sort of from myself, these sort of Eastern beliefs, because the only way that the, the Eastern religions can get away with saying that good and evil are equally are equal in value is because they deny free will right? That's all Mm -hmm. just karma. You're just, you don't have free will. You're not making choices. God is acting through you and your whole existence is an illusion. And if you just meditate hard enough, you'll discover that you are God and you as a person will disappear. Well, I'll tell you something. I've I've been to a Vipassana meditation retreat in the mountains of Kashmir, which is um, between India and Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I meditated for 10 days. Uh, 10 hours a day, silent silent meditation retreat. So 100 hours of meditation. And I'll tell you, I got right down to the very root of my free will. It's one of the, one of the. I don't even know, cool is the wrong word, but I'll mm-hmm. put it this way. It's a really cool experience to get down to the smallest kernel of my existence that could choose between A and B. And that was all that was left of me. So I, I touched my actual free will. And I couldn't get it to go away. Like I didn't see that it was an illusion. It was really, really there. Yeah. Free will was really, really there. And so, if free will is there, then I have the ability to choose between good and evil. Um, it's not—it's not all karma, and good and evil do not have equal value. Good is far superior to evil, but evil can also be twisted towards um, towards uh, good ends by God.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that—that's what I meant. That it's not—it's uh, not that it's equal. I said it's, it's inseparable. That's a thing, you know, because. Oh, interesting. The, yeah, yeah. That's the thing because it, if the, there's if there if light exists and there's no darkness. How can you know what is light? You know, how can you know what is dark? Uh, you because if darkness,
1: dark we're given the we're given the freedom to choose darkness, but it doesn't necessarily like have to exist. Right? It's like it's like if we have free will, we can all just suddenly just choose we can all just choose to do good and then and then darkness disappears. Mm-hmm. But I believe that that's exactly the possibility why the free
0: yeah, is. That's exactly why the free will exists. Because we get to know what is good, you know? that's how we know what is good um it's it's very interesting because i'm always i always say like that as well like we can turn the negative things into the good things that this like it's like you can literally Arthur speaks about this song uh, like about negative charge music you know that you surround yourself with like something that's in nature bad but then you
1: turn the output into something positive you know I love what Arthur said about negatively charged music. I actually hadn't thought of it that way because uh, I have a, I have I, I've become very sensitive to negative, well, certain kinds of negatively charged music. Like I can't listen to rap anymore. my yep. My boxing gym plays rap all the time, and it's like, can you just please stop talking about drugs and alcohol and sex and money? Like yeah, I, I think pretty sure I heard that song already, pretty sure. Pretty sure yeah that's a catchy beat but like you're saying the same thing as the guy Like just just i can't believe people aren't tired of it yet exactly. so that's a different kind of negative music than arthur who i know likes henry rollins and nine inch nails and and i can see how that would be you know very um if you expose your therapy you expose yourself you immerse yourself in cold water and your body temperature <laughs> goes up to compensate or something like that um it's the same kind of exactly. thing that if you yeah. immerse yourself in negative music you can be, be you can find positivity in that
0: exactly if you don't expose yourself to you know stress outside stress internal stress then you can never truly grow that's how the muscle is built is the same way like right. it's literally everything is the same and that's why yes now i remember about the free the free will um when i talk about changing your life uh, doing better habits uh, you know change your mindset everything comes down to like choosing left or right it's literally that simple, and we we try to make it more complicated, which you know, and people do this to make basically money off of it, you, know, to make courses that tell you do this, but no, it all comes down to the simplest choice you make in this very moment, you know, am I going like right now? Am I going to talk something, you know, positive or negative? That's the that's the choice I can make now, and this will make difference later on. The same thing, you know, when you wake up, am I going to grab a phone or get out of the bed like this small choice you know you could say good or evil good or evil uh, negative positive you just go to one direction of course if you choose something negative it's not the end of the world like you're not on the beginning and that that's how it goes that's how it goes but the thing about free will is that no matter how much you choose the good the world itself has evil in it They're true demons, they're stuff that's happening, and when you try to, you know, just constantly be about light, 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 what happens when they attack, you know? You need to be be exposed to that in a certain level, and not consume it, like that's the biggest thing, like I remember listening to rap as well, and especially even the worst kind of rap called emo rap. That's that's like when there are people uh, popping talking about drugs and this like melancholy, like this very sad type of music. You know, it's even worse. And when you consume these things, you start to think like this. You start to think about, uh, you know, being depressed. After like that, it re- reprograms your mind. Mm-hmm. Like you could say, it's this kind of uh, affirmations. Because if you're constantly listening to the same music and the guy is saying, "I'm depressed," "I'm shit," "I'm this," you are going to start thinking like that. It, that's that's how it works. But if you are aware of this dark force and you're, and uh, this happens to me sometimes when I'm working out, you know, at night. And I'm like, you know what? Come on then. Come on then fight me then. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, At least give me more, give me more and then I completely crush a PR and I feel so refreshed afterwards, you know. This is this is the way that if you that it's like this potential, if you're smart enough, it is it, first of all there are dark forces. You shouldn't mess around with this too much but right. the, like that little you could say again with the car- caramel that little dot if it's not there then then it's, it stops working so i believe like just using it a little bit not consuming it using it can get you to ha- higher levels because again i see this world like the earth as a warfare between good and evil like the heavens completely good and the hell completely evil you know and if you are not, and if you are a grounded man, then you should be smart enough to little, at least be strong enough to handle the negativity.
1: Yes, I agree. And, 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 you know, it's not that it's not that it's the end of the world. I think just for me, and, you know, whatever whatever gets you there, right? And um, yeah. I think for me, it's, it's not so much that the, the music starts to take a, a toll on me, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's that it, start, it just starts to make me sad. It starts to make me yeah, really yeah. sad <clears throat> for the human condition, like, oh my gosh, like how much pain must this person be in? I mean, look, the music's great, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it's like Nine Inch Nails Closer is just, you know, it's an incredible song for what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but to, to sort of experience the amount of pain that that people are in, it's that's where my mind goes. That doesn't mean that's where everyone mind, everyone's mind needs to go. It's where my mind goes. Yeah. So it just it it becomes a it becomes a bit distracting um, as I start thinking about the implications. Now maybe I should be more focused, but I think in general I think I prefer to listen to to music that doesn't that doesn't make me think in in those um, think in those directions. But again, like yeah, but of I course,
0: think, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but of course, you it, most of the times you should enjoy like something beautiful, something nice. You know, this sure. is just like that small part that it's like, it's like you said going into call for ten minutes. You know to get yourself to get your immune system stronger you know to get to fight sickness
1: is the same principle oh yeah Uh, and that's and and i think um i I mean i this again this is just for me right because i think ultimately if you're going to the gym yeah if you're just going to the gym and you're using it to to power through a pr or something like that ultimately especially if it has personal meaning to you if it has some amount of spiritual significance or personal growth to you then it then it you're you're using say the darkness to create something good which is which is the purpose of it which is which is which is fantastic you know yeah um and so so it's it's a tool it's a tool right exactly you know people will do there's a there's a um there's a therapy it's called combo C A K A M B O, and i Mm -hmm. think i think what it is it's um it's poisonous frog venom And um, I've never done it myself, but apparently it's very powerful. And it's so, it's not enough to kill you, but it's so poisonous that it is very, very painful. And it causes this reaction throughout the body to sort of purge all these toxins, Mm. you know, out of the body. Um, I know people who have done it and it's, it's apparently very, very intense. It's a good way. Apparently it's a good way for breaking addictions. So if you're, I've had a friend what was he addicted to i think he was addicted to alcohol or cocaine or something mm-hmm. like that this was years ago and he went down to south america and did like a combo ceremony ceremony and was able to get over his addiction you know almost overnight essentially yeah um, because all the toxins were flushed out of his body it wasn't a fun process but he did it and so you can think of it that way like i've exposed myself to a bit of um quote-unquote poison to make me stronger you know and, and i think it's totally fine to use yeah that in exactly that
0: exactly you know that's actually most of my writing comes from that you know the like like, not most but my best writing comes from those times where i am experiencing sadness you know and i i guess i get i use this as tool okay when i'm in this state of mind i can totally relate to others that are in the same experience that that need help you know it's 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 an interesting thing you know (laughs) i guess you're kind of sacrificing yourself and and I do this by way, you know, not many people do know this, but when I really want to go deep into something, like into a core of something, like I will purposely listen to sadder music. I will purposely, yeah. you know, I will. I sometimes take nicotine, like pure nicotine that makes my mind completely, you know, narrow, like pre focused. And then I just, as artist, like to say, you know, like bleed to typewriter. You know, it, it's really, it's really <laughs> beautiful when you just write something from that state of mind. And when you think about it, yeah, artists, uh, artists, like uh, musical artists, they're also in a horrible state of mind. And that's why the music is so good, <laughs> you know, more, like the more, uh, half of the artists. And, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a tool that should be used and not the state of li- being, not
1: state of being. Right. But yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, must, they, they tie their identities to, uh, to the music that they listen to. And it becomes a way of being and you know i think that there's it's a like if you're if you're younger or if you're in high school you know or even college or early 20s and you're still forming your identity you as a man don't know who you are you haven't mm-hmm. been out there in the world and really been and really had the opportunity to um to find out who you are and test who you are against reality and refine who you are and become that person if you're still if you're still gathering the elements. For building the core of your identity, I, I could make the argument that at that stage, like yeah, enjoy it, embrace it, you know, just don't hold on to it. Just you—you ha- you will have to know when to let it go, when to move on, you know, what aspects of it serve you. And uh, this is the process of this is, I think, a really important process of becoming a man, is—is um, is to take in the things that um, that you need to, that you want to build your personality around and and take what's good out of them and discard the rest and i think that's a natural part of growing experimentation and all that but i i think as you get further into your life you know and you have more experiences if you're still holding on to this really really dark this really dark music and this really dark attitude towards life um there will come a stage where that stops serving you there will come a stage like it's very difficult to be to be a husband and a father you know, effectively and have a dark attitude on life because that'll start to drag you down. Right. But when you're a young man and you're single and you, and you're, you you know, you want to be super powerful out there in the world, which is absolutely awesome. And everyone should do that kind of music can be really empowering. So it's all about understanding the different stages of life and having a sense of, and having a sense of what the purpose of these kinds of music are, because it used to be, you know, we, we talk a lot about masculinity from a historical perspective, you know, music basically prior to like 1920, was super rare. Let's just say prior to 1900, if you wanted mm-hmm. to listen to music, like you would go to the local pub and hope that the pub had, uh, you know, a guy playing guitar or piano or singing, you know, music, or like, and you see this in the Hobbit, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies, the Hobbit singing songs in the shower shire, like that was music. You yeah. know, they didn't have music You know they didn't have ipods obviously they didn't have (laughs) jukeboxes they didn't have anything like that music was something you had to go see and experience and the amount of themes that you would hear in this music generally went from celebration sadness um maybe, you know, like as in grief, uh, maybe some some upbeat kind of fighting songs, stuff like that, boasting, you know, th- these kind of very small number of themes. And then when music exploded into the world, probably around the 1950s with the radio and jukeboxes especially, we today do not understand just how amazing the jukebox w- box was. What an enormous transformation it was that you could have music in a venue and a place of any kind at any time and you didn't have to hire a band. Like that was a real turning yeah. point in human history. That that we don't we don't see jukeboxes anymore. there's quaint little things you see, but they don't mean anything to us. There was a huge turning point. So now you have the ability to explore all these different themes of themes of music that have never really existed before. Like, I want to fuck you like an animal, was not something someone would have been singing about in the 1900s, in the yeah. 1800s. Right, that that sort of theme wasn't really. That wasn't really there. It wouldn't have been socially accepted, you know, because you're not going to go to some guy's, some guy's house. He won't play that song in public, let's say. And not mm-hmm. no guy is going to take his guitar, his little lute <laughs> or something like that, and go into a pub in the 1750s in England and say, I want to fuck you like an animal. He'll get run out and killed, right? And you're not going to go over to that guy's house and have him sing that song to you because that'd be creepy. Yeah. I need to clip <laughs> <You know>? this. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Arthur. So, um, <laughs> so the thing is, is, is the, the music going public and going mainstream and, and being as popular as it is, has allowed all these new themes and ideas to be expressed that um, are 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 cool and edgy and interesting, but that aren't necessarily good for us in large doses. Um, and so we just have to be mindful about the music that we consume because it, it does shape us, very yep. much shapes us. I listened. I was a dance music DJ, you know, underground house and techno for what fifteen years. And uh, that music shaped me in some very powerful, some very powerful ways. And, and, and so we have to be sensitive to what we listen to for that reason. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's something that you are surrounded with the same way. They
0: say you, you are your yeah. environment It's the same thing with music. And people are blasting music into their ears like most of their days. I, I know yeah. people that just don't they are weird when they're in silence. They're like they are confused. Because they're constantly used to something playing, 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 you know. Go to the shower, play. When you're into a computer, play. When you're going for a walk, play something. And and it's very interesting because, like you said, this is something new. We never had this. Same thing with uh, phones, screens. All this is something new. And which can, like we talked about, be used as blessing. But most are abusing it. Like, sometimes I say to people you probably know everything that you need to do but you never spent like uh, just a few minutes with yourself like without distractions like you probably people are smart more smart than they give themselves you know the 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 right like literally if you were sitting that's how i literally named myself nature chad you know because i was during corona um Mm -hmm. i was just sitting in nature in into in the sun enjoying and then that's when the Idea started com- coming around. That's when I started feeling, you know, this connection. Subject, it was just when I paused. When I said, okay, enough of constant moving, constant playing music. Constant, let me just be with myself. And when you can enjoy your own company, you know, when you can be okay, like with, with the guy you see in the mirror. Like, what's up, man? Like, you can talk, have this inner conversation with yourself and be completely transparent with what's going on you can figure out most things that you need to work on. You know, it's incredible how yeah. actually smart we are, how powerful we are. But again, if we allow ourselves to be consumed by anything, this is
1: what happens. Absolutely. And there's so much, there's so much that wants to consume us right now. You know, it's not like everything, everything that we enjoy um, in terms of media, in terms of entertainment, isn't designed to simply just be something enjoyable for its own sake anymore, it's designed to be addictive. You know, our phones aren't designed to just communicate information in the most efficient way. Our phones and all the apps on them are designed to keep us staring at them. Yeah. You know, the food that we eat. You know, if we eat fiat food, if we eat, you know potato chips or whatever, it's not designed to nourish us. It's designed for us to keep eating it. Cigarettes, like cigarettes, tobacco. I don't believe that. Um, I mean, tobacco is is minimally addictive physiologically but what the cigarette manufacturers did and i think of the 1950s or 1970s was they started adding chemicals to make the cigarettes more addictive so you kept smoking them everything is not designed to bless us or to benefit us anymore it's designed to keep us hooked it's designed for us to keep buying it and yep okay so um maybe one thing in our lives that does that isn't a big deal but when everything in your life is designed to keep you hooked on it it just drags you away from yourself. And you don't even notice, you don't even notice until it's too late, until until your life is miserable and you're overweight or you're alone or something like that. It's like, why, how did I get here? It's like, oh, I know, I've been staring at my phone all day. Hmm. I've been eating ice cream. You're so right, you know? you're so right. They got me, right? But then but then here's the tricky, here's, here's the sad part, is that so many people, rather than admitting that they've been duped, they double down you know and and I was on a I hosted a podcast yesterday and that's what I think obesity is I think at some point every man who's obese um reaches a point where he recognizes that he's been tricked and has a very very long road to get himself back in shape and just decides you know what fuck it fuck it just full send you know I, I you, don't want to admit yeah. that I was weak and have been tricked so I'm just going to surrender to it and disappear
0: you're, you're so right spot on because when you when you're faced with real life and you're faced with your wrongdoings with your mistakes and um, you'll get overwhelmed like how how did i get here what did i do you know and then of course most men surrender surrender because yeah i'm i'm here already you know there's no point in me doing anything like i'm i'm doomed for life and then just give up you know and then there that's where the arguments come you know what i decided to be happy i decided you know to stop doing like body positivity or you know i love smoking oh, it's, it's perfect for me or weed man weed is so such a beautiful tool it makes me relax that's that's how we start thinking you know when we <laughs> surrender we, when we surrender to these addictions and this is something that happened to me as well you know this is not something that is unavoidable to people because you don't you don't know you're getting addicted you only know it when it's too late you know like just smoke a cigarette one or two and then you find yourself like going through boxes of cigarettes and you're like what is going on like <laughs> why am i coughing all the time the same way with yeah. screen you know like yeah uh, you know, just scrolling scrolling you look in the mirror you see like your neck is completely on <laughs> the other yeah, no. side so stuff like this so um, it's, it's incredible how much we are being like again consumed by our modern war, modern lives what do you think like let's give some let's say some practical advice you know what would you say is like the blueprint for something like what the modern man should follow like something some general guidelines that we could like say that okay this is all right this is bad because for me like a lot of people say that ah but everyone is different everyone's not when you think that everyone is different like everyone is so you know exactly exactly you become this you 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 feel entitled? Oh, but yeah yeah that can uh, training can work, going for walks can work for them, but not for me. I'm different. Most men today are experiencing the same problem, man. The most men yes. are going through same shit. We're going to we have to wake up every day. We have to figure out what we're going to do, you know. And I say most men are fighting with depression every day. Like it, it's always there for most, like for especially for younger generation. It's sad thing, but it's there and the solutions are mostly universal like and if someone doesn't like like saying this i will say it again you are not special (laughs) you are not special i'm sorry i'm not not special special, yeah i I just made this page to to write something i'm not special you know (laughs) no one is special but we can have uh we can use common guidelines common ways to solve our problems and then you can become someone special by making yourself actually unique by something good and not making something no. bad a your trait so yeah mm-hmm. l- let me hear like what would you recommend for a modern man to do and not only that but how could they contribute to the Renaissance
1: Oh man, beautiful questions. I love what you, I love what I love everything that you've been saying. Um, and yeah, you're right. And, and you're, no one is really born, is born special. You make yourself special. If there is something special inside you, um, congratulations. If you haven't done the work to actualize it and bring it out into your life, you're not special. You have a special thing inside you. No one will ever see it. No one will ever know anything about it. Um, so how do we know it's real? You think it's real, but you haven't done the work to make it real. So therefore, you know, you're not special. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> so what do, so what, do, what, do, what do men do? Well, it, it depends on the man, but I, as you're, as you're asking the question, the, the first thing that comes to mind is men need brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a I got a DM from, from, uh, from a guy a couple of days ago, and he was saying he was really busted up over, um, losing his girlfriend. His girlfriend broke up with him mm-hmm. and, um, you know he was really struggling with it he was he was definitely on the younger side and he's like oh my friends are just telling me to like go out and hook up and just get over and i was like bro you got to get better friends <laughs> <laughs> he said he said i don't want to go with them because it's degenerate i'm like good that's the right answer i said you got to get better friends and I, I think that um one of the things that gets really overlooked and, and there's a reason why because it's it's very hard to do but one of the things that gets overlooked is it's really easy and, and, and thank God it is, it's really easy to go onto, you know, Alexander Cortez's page and buy and buy a fitness program, whether it be Achilles or Fight Club Physique or, or whatever one calls yep. to you, you know, one of the archetypes that he embodies in his training programs, and you buy a program and you set out on the journey of getting in shape. It's, it, thank God it's so easy to do that. Or you find a program online or whatever, or watch a video on YouTube. The thing is, is your, your force of willpower to pull that off, to pull off your transformation, your your own personal force of willpower will not be enough. It just won't. Because that's that's not any deficiency on your part. It's what it means to be human. No one like Okay, maybe David Goggins has this ironclad will where he can do absolutely insane things. You know what I mean? Most people don't have the willpower like that. And I imagine that that, uh, that comes at, at a cost for other things in his life as well. Hmm. So if you, have a normal, if you have a normal amount of human willpower, your willpower will fail as mine does, as does everyone who's listening. So what you need are you need two things that will augment your personal willpower to accomplish your goals. The first one of those things is brothers. You've gotta have guys that you turn to. They don't have to be necessarily your best friends, but they have to be what I call an honor group. An honor group of men that you make yourself accountable to so that on the day that you, say you're at day like six, you've been cruising on your workout for five days, you're on a caloric deficit and uh, you're, you're, you're feeling good. Maybe the scale moved a little bit because you dropped some water weight, whatever, okay. So you get to day six and the caloric deficit finally hits you and you're dragging and you're tired, you know, because your body's trying to figure out how to use really limited resources to fuel you as you go through your day. And you're like, oh, I think I'm just gonna, I'm really tired, let me go, let me go scroll on my phone for an hour, or let me go reach for the bag of chips or whatever. Your willpower might not be enough to get you through. This is day six of your journey, right? Your personal willpower won't be enough. But if you have an honor group of men to turn to and say, guys, you know, I know we just met, but I'm really struggling. Help! And those guys show up for you, and you say, you know, you can do it. Don't f- go throw those chips out. Throw your phone out. Go for a walk. You could get outside, do mm-hmm. something. Their willpower will bolster yours, so you can continue down the path. So, what would I say to men is, it's not enough to just set out to do it on your own. You have to find brothers. And again, they don't have to be your best friends. It just has to be a group that you're accountable to, yeah. that you that you trust, and and that you and that and that you want to work with. And if you have um, if you have your own willpower and the willpower of your brothers around you, that's a, that's that's more than most men have. And uh, the third thing that I would say is it it really helps to have faith in God as well, because you know in the moment if it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're feeling haunted by something and you can't sleep, um, you know your brothers aren't necessarily going to be there for you. you. You know you're struggling to be there for yourself, but that's that's really a moment where where faith in God can really shine through and, and get men through times that that other men aren't capable of handling yeah. so if you have your personal willpower the support of your brothers and and um and real uh, real faith and connection with God I, I believe there's nothing that you can't do with enough time and dedication and, and practice
0: that, that's very very beautiful said man um I, I'm, I was thinking like while you spoke you know I was thinking like yeah I did most things by my myself but then I realized yeah my oldest oldest brother was there my oldest brother was the one who said yeah you may you might have like fucked up skin but why do you have a bad haircut you know why are you skinny skinny fat and i'm like you know what you're <laughs> you're right like if that, just because there's one thing you know that is bad doesn't mean that everything else needs to be bad so right. uh, so yeah so i definitely say that and this this is an area where i wasn't always um, Well, I thought I wasn't uh, being, you know, persistent in, but now that I think about it, yeah, my brother was there, my friends were there, and Mm -hmm. just having someone's presence there, the same thing you could say about God, God's presence, it makes the whole world of the difference, because, like you said, we are social beings, we are dependent on each other, no matter how much, we don't like hearing that, but we are, Mm -hmm. and if you can surround yourself with the right people, that's great, you know, and... The beautiful thing is that, of course, real life is the most important thing. But right now, like we are talking, uh, we have this, we have beautiful community as well on Instagram. Um, it really, it really means a lot. For example, we talk a lot about Arthur here, but uh, he's he's very he's very dedicated. Uh, you know, Orthodox <laughs> believer and yes, and basically when we spoke the last time on our, on my podcast, um, it meant so much to me. You know, it meant so much to me to see um how sincere it was you know how pure it was that, that like when he speaks about god that's the most purest thing uh, he he always like he says so that that helped me for example to embrace the christianity like someone from online someone from united states you know i'm here in croatia and then again you know some people like like, like i said like you we we're talking about this man's clinton then i'll for days i'm sure i'll think about these subjects more especially you know about the good and evil and stuff like that you know because i'm always thinking about that so it's, it's a beautiful mm. thing and you grow together you you grow as a group and that's actually one of the questions that got submitted you know like um about mm. being a lone wolf or like yeah it's a really, like a Role of a guy in a self improvement regarding the community, low wolf versus active, uh, like active guy, it's a bit confusing question, but you know, it's it kind of similar. Um, I'd say it like this when you are working on yourself, you will automatically start, um, like getting similar people or people getting drawn to you. Because you're kind of like this beacon of light, you know. You start shining, and people get drawn to you. Um, it, it's I'm I would say it like I like I did. This like this is my journey. Like I had my brother, and I had <laughs> pain, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to feel pain, and I have someone that is believing in me. I started mm-hmm. training, I started reading, I started doing all of these things, and then suddenly I had a few people. You know from my high school stuff like that that were like yeah what's going on we were watching you know the early days like alpha m videos like aaron marino uh, stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. how to be alpha stuff like that anyways it's cringe but uh it, it is a part of your growth it is a part sure, of your growth yeah, of course and like you create this small community but what happens then uh you, you have a little bit of good thing about yourself you have a little bit bad thing which is, for example i smoked and uh, I, 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 smoked weed, the stuff as well. Like I failed grades. So like I was doing self improvement, but at the same time, my life, real life, was going to downhill. It's very, it's right. very interesting. Like you feel like you're improving, but still, even though there are people supporting you, even though they're their friends, their actions, at the end of the day, can impact you so much, and you still try to adapt to them because they're the majority. And I was still failing in life. And what happened then? Well, I did go through that little bit of lone wolf phase just to figure out what I like, and that is, I believe, okay if you do not have a good company. If you don't, if you cannot find it right now, it's okay. But as, as time went on, I found better company. I started dating this girl, and like right now, I I still don't have like this big group of people. You know that. Are supportive of me of course i have more than ten thousand people following me and that's a mm-hmm. great great support you know um, but i believe that even if you have one person at the beginning it was my brother and now it's my girl you know who's who believes everything i do 110 percent that's enough that's enough to get mm-hmm. you moving you know but the more people you have that are on the same
1: path is i'm sure that is going to yield in better results Oh yeah. Well, I mean, your your band of brothers don't necessarily have to be in person. I mean, yep. you're very fortunate that your your brother is in fact your 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 blood brother. <laughs> which, is, yeah. I mean, yeah. Most of us, you know, uh, most men that I know, like they 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 don't uh, they don't have that. Most of us, we find our support online. You know, like thank God for Instagram, thank God yep. for Telegram. You know, um, both of those. Telegram specifically, the men that I've met on there have, have gone on to change my life. I think, you really? know, if I had to think about the most significant pieces of software of my life, Telegram would have to be one of them because that's where I've met all so many of my community of, of men. Yeah. Um, so I, I think um in terms of in, in terms of finding support, in terms of um having the men around you, it's it's wherever you it's wherever you encounter them. And as for your lone mm-hmm. wolf phase, you know, I, I think it's probably like the lone wolf phase, I think it it says it right there. It's a phase like there, you will probably if you, if you begin to get very serious about self-improvement, like the guy I mentioned, who messaged me his friends were telling him, you know, to get over his girlfriend, to go out and hook up with the girls. It's like, okay, that environment, if you want to be virtuous, if you want to be righteous and moral and upright, you have to leave from that environment. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you will, you will leave the village and you will have to wander on your own for a while. And uh, this is the this I love this metaphor. It it sort of shows up in the Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, Frodo and Sam are in the Shire and they have everything they could ever possibly want. The Shire is idyllic. You know, there's not a there's not a care in the world. Like they worry about drinking beer and, you know, did someone steal from my farm? And it's sheltered from from literally everything. The Shire Mm -hmm. is sheltered from everything. It's almost like a womb. And I wrote about this on my blog a while ago. But the thing is that Frodo and Sam are are given a task and well Frodo is and Sam and Sam accompanies him Mm -hmm. and they have to leave the Shire and set out into the world. And if you were to talk to Frodo and Sam when they were living in the Shire and tell them, oh, there's this great flaming eye and dead knights riding dragons and armies of the dead in the, in the forest and giant spiders. And if you were to tell them that all these things in in their wider world existed, they'd probably be like, ah. that's just a tale. That's fake. That's a conspiracy theory. That's probably what they would say. Yeah. But when Frodo and Sam leave their their environment, leave the Shire to set out from the womb into the world, they discover that Middle-earth is far more majestic and wild and weird and dangerous and powerful than they ever would have imagined. And and But then ultimately, Frodo and Sam do find their brothers, um they go through their own kind of lone wolf phase as they're trying to get to the village of brie the hero's journey right yes and so you have to leave home you do have to leave this comfortable environment you do have to leave you know your former friends behind and have a lone wolf phase but i tell you you wander out there far enough and you conduct yourself honorably enough and this, this is why content creation is so powerful is because you can be you can leave your friends behind You can set up an anonymous identity on Instagram, start posting content, start, you know, start doing a little bit of graphics on Canva or whatever. And before too long, someone's going to notice you. Someone or something will get real reshared and you'll find men to be around. So, but there will be that lone wolf phase. where it's like, what am I doing? I've stopped hanging out with my buddies. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not smoking weed. I threw out my PlayStation. Um, what am I going to do? It's like, well, you're going to be on your own as you let go of all the things and all the people that you had around you, the things that you used to do with the people that you care with. You will be on your own. You will walk that path yeah. alone, but you won't walk it for very long uh, on your own. You will find brothers, especially now, especially if you start creating content pretty mm. quickly.
0: Yeah, and I like how it all comes together, you know, how I spoke about when I my myself, that I met people and you also kind of said say the same thing now. And I just love how that all that sounds. Um, the interesting thing is that um, I would say, yeah, you said about that you reply to this guy in DMs, you know. And I also like to talk in DMs. People, like, if you're listening to this um, and you need like any advice or just like company, you, you, you can DM us, DM us. for sure. Like, I'm sure that you yes. would, you love replying to people. Like, it, I I yeah. love talking because I believe that's how I make actual change actual connections and mm-hmm. not just write something and then be like, oh, yes, I like this post, move on, you know. Um So, I'd say like this, if you are not going into this fear, I guess, and you, if you're not, and I mean, if you are trying, you know, go like, oh, I want to make some money or these guys, you know, I want to get some no, fame no. off of them, or if you're just like a regular normal guy, <laughs> we are also regular normal guys. You, you know, you can just, you can just talk to us about these things because be it self-improvement or stuff like this, it all ties into masculinity as well. And yes. like, we are not experts, I'm surely not an expert, you are more of, more than me in this subject, but you know, just having bad, company, but... just talking to people, just like we are talking to men, talking about these things, that's how it strengthens your own path, you know. That's how you take good things and then apply it to your life. This That's mm-hmm. how it works, you know, that's,
1: I guess, why <laughs> you're listening to this. But yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like don't ever be shy. Don't ever be shy to, to DM me or DM anyone in the solar sphere. You know, um, we may not, we might not get it right away. You might not reply right away, but you know, we will, um, you know, I send I get messages from people all the time and, and I try to give them as much time as, as I can practically. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think that there are a lot of lost, um, well, lost and wandering and searching and seeking men out there that were failed by their fathers failed by their and they're, you're not alone that's what I you're want to talk to about
0: next actually yeah yeah perfect
1: <laughs> so you're failed by your fathers failed by your family failed by your community and you know something is wrong and you're setting out to try and find uh, try and find men and if you found them on Instagram particularly great don't be afraid to reach out and make, make contact with any of us with any of us because I, I don't you know, I don't do this just to you know have a one-way communication and be like, this is what I think. Listen to me. It's like, no, no. I do this work for men. I do this work to to help men. And uh, if if you're listening to this and and you're, you know, you're looking for you know for just a word of support or to know that we're actually like real people, mm-hmm. um, you know. Please, yeah, message Justin. Will is
0: right now seeing my face. I am actually indeed real.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, he is indeed real. I can see. I can see how. This is one of the cool parts about doing podcasts. We can actually like see each other. Like I remember, I saw Arthur for the first time on a podcast. Like, yep. oh, you have a face. <laughs> so
0: yeah, two hundred bucks Patreon exclusive content. Anyways, yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, the thing about this is probably the most touchiest subject to, to most. And that is you know weak fathers um sure you you have this sense of when you realize you know about masculinity and stuff like that it's very easy for men to start hating their fathers it's very easy to start why didn't he teach me why was he weak like this and the relationship goes horrible and i'm sure that most men experience this you know i did as well but it goes back to that balance you know once you are like red pilled, that you rise above it all, and that you actually have the ability to forgive, to actually be ability to forgive and understand, because when you understand something, you are not um, angry about it anymore. You know, so I want to hear your opinion. You know about dealing with the fact that there are weak fathers, and how can we learn from their mistakes?
1: Mm-mm. Man, that's tough. That's a that's a tough one. I think the first one, the first thing is to acknowledge that that's real. That something has happened in the past, say fifty or so years, where I think if we were all to look at our grandfathers, that we are less masculine than our grandfathers were, right? Definitely. Like something happened, and, and and why, what, how is is complex, and it's no one's like fault, you know. But something happened collectively, which is why we're all talking about this. So um, I'll talk like my dad, my dad was like an incredible provider, you know, under extreme duress, he provided a really great life for for me and my family, like an exceptionally, exceptionally great life. I was, I was very, very fortunate. Um, Did he pass lessons of masculinity down to me? Um, Son, I I have a lesson I need to teach you. No, I don't recall many of those experiences. Did he pass them down to me? through doing like we're gonna go out and we're gonna go camping this weekend or we're gonna go like work on something in the shed i didn't get those i didn't get those either i got the discipline of hard work you know i got i got a a lovely very comfortable life growing up but when it came to some lessons of masculinity i didn't receive them other men didn't get other ones
0: yeah
1: it's totally fine what do you do about that well the first thing to recognize i think is to put yourself in your father's shoes around the time when you were born and say like, well, who was my father? He didn't even know that I, ex- I didn't exist yet, right? The year before you were born, who, what was your father? Like, that was the man that was going to pass the lessons down to you. Do you estimate that that la- that man had lessons passed down to him? Cause he can't give you something that he himself doesn't have. So the first thing you have to do is learn to see your father as yourself is learn to look and see like my dad was once a 30 year old man. And I can look at photos of him It's like, this what do I think of this guy? You know, physiognomy check post physique, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like these are real things. It's like, okay, some, did my dad get some of the things that I, that I wish he'd given me? No, clearly he didn't get them. Well, why it's not necessarily his fault because he didn't know what he didn't get. Why was it not passed down? I don't know. So the first thing is really to recognize that like, yes, weak fathers and okay, let's separate real quick, the difference between a weak father and a negligent father. So a father that doesn't know what to pass to his son is different from a father who takes off, yeah. Who who, who fathers a child and vanishes, or who is emotionally distant, or who is in home and just doesn't show up and drinks and watches TV all the time. Yeah. Those are two totally different things. So if we want to talk about you know father, weak fathers who didn't necessarily know the lessons to pass on, but were doing their best, you can see that. You can see that, and you can learn. You can learn to forgive the the gifts that you weren't given and and embrace the opportunity to create them for yourself. I I'm glad that I've gotten the chance to learn these things because it's made me the man that I am because it means that I can give them to more men. Yeah. If I had just been given them and it's like oh, okay cool I've got them, I wouldn't know how valuable they are. So because I've had I've had to work to earn them for myself, now I can pass them to men in a way that communicates their value. And that's, so that's the mindset. One. Yeah, that's the mindset oh, sorry, go that ahead.
0: yeah, sorry. That, that's, that's the mindset that men need to adapt to first of all as you said, yes. understand, understand, understand to see the perspective of the like to see the circumstances because that's that's something that we always think about any any person no not just our fathers. We like to think that they see the things as we do but everyone sees right. things differently you know everyone absolutely everyone yes. sees you differently like you could have opinions about yourself but that person has different lenses and they will say, I don't know you're sexist okay you cannot change that you cannot change that at all you know but the same way it goes back to our fathers you know he most fathers first of all and most people they try their best they try their best to do what they think is right and this is most part, most, most important part what they think is the right thing to do they thought okay maybe it, it, i have to give him for, of course food i have to teach him everything that i know if like you said if he didn't know something he cannot pass it on you know he cannot uh send you <laughs> a link to something yeah hey, this is it my son uh, this is very teach you because it doesn't work like that you know right so like you said we are blessed today to have the ability to recognize this and it doesn't matter when you realize this at 40 or at 15 when you realize it that's the right time to do it you know and you are blessed and now you can use that skill of course the first thing is to your future family or your current family but of course as you said to other men around you to help other men so it's just about this perspective are you going to blame or are you going to accept are you going to use something as an excuse for why you are still right now weak or are you going to move past that and look at it even as a blessing like you said and this is the perspective of life. This is the way of life that we need to approach things because if we just start blaming other factors, even though the trauma mm-hmm. is real, like this is a very important part trauma is real. And no one is denying that it's real. But if you are able to say, okay, that happened, what I do now will influence the future, that's when you start actually to get out of this shell. Be it your, from your mother, from your family, father, be it from the uh, bullying. When you realize that right now is the most important thing. Past happened, you know, past happened. And the beautiful thing is you can change your perspective on these things and look at them as a blessing. Thank God that Mm -hmm. happened because now I know what to do. And I will use that maybe even as a fuel. You know, like... I hate to, sp- to speak about this because it's not even that significant, you know. But my skin, like, <laughs> I didn't take. Yeah. I have like t- thousands of scars. Whatever. I've, I'm not going to blame my parents for their for genes or something. I'm I'm going to say I'm going to make a Instagram page and show everyone that fuck it, it doesn't even matter at all, you know. It's just a perspective thing. But go on, yeah, mm-hmm. part two.
1: Oh well, just just part two is just about. Um it's just about their negligent fathers Mm -hmm. father was an alcoholic abusive abandoned me to my mother you know that's a very different it's a very different kind of, of weakness and um in in that in that you know where a man is not able to shoulder the responsibility of being a father being a man showing up protecting providing and taking responsibility for his choices um that is a very different kind of weakness, and there are many men that have been subjected to that, subjected to abuse. A man who is a father who is not strong enough to control his temper, and not strong enough to control his habits. Mm. Maybe he's, maybe he, maybe he cheated on your mom. Who knows? These are all very real things. Um, and for men that are uh, that are growing up in in the in the wake of a father like that, um, I, I want to tell you that you, if you are angry, your anger is legitimate. Um, our society is not good with men and anger. In fact, our society tells men that they shouldn't feel anger. And if it does tell them that they should feel, feel, feel anger, what you have. And I just heard this yesterday. I hear it all the time is you have a lot of women and a lot of very weak male new age kind of inner healing leaders that say things like, Oh, anger is just a mask for disappointment. Hmm. And if you just look underneath the anger, you find what it's really about. Bullshit. Bullshit. Anger. Anger is a legitimate response to a crossed boundary. When someone crosses your boundary, you feel anger. Anger is there to notify you that you have had a boundary be crossed. Yes, there may be hurt and resentment and disappointment underneath that, for sure, But when someone gets in your face and starts poking a finger into your chest and you feel yourself start to get angry, it's not that you're disappointed that they let you down, that they don't know the social rules or whatever. It's that someone has crossed a boundary with you. So the first thing that I want to tell men who have experienced negligent and weak fathers, negligent fathers, that form of weakness, is that if you're angry, it's okay and you have a right to be. It is not okay to take that anger and take it out on yourself or anyone else in your life. So so you have to learn to work with your anger. You have to find brothers to let it out with. And these these used to be sacred processes that men used to engage in that we don't have anymore. So if a man had been abused or betrayed or banned or something like that, dualistic practices to let that anger out in a safe way, to encounter the fury so that he didn't explode at the wrong person at the right time at the wrong time so he didn't take revenge and destroy his life and someone else's life so they didn't try and cover it over and say oh you're just hurt it's like yeah i'm hurt and i'm angry and you have the right to be both and so if you experienced a father like that or a mother like that if you experienced a father like that again my encouragement to you is to accept your anger to not fight it to not deny it to not pretend it isn't there and find ways to express it and heal it that are productive and if that means going on a men's retreat, if you're in Europe, for example, there's the European men's gathering. I happen to know I was on the manifesto podcast with Paul Robson. And the, uh, from what I know about the European men's gathering, they do a lot of work with, with men and anger. Naturally, you can find a therapist or you can find a brother, a band of brothers or a shaman or a priest or something. Maybe not necessarily like a priest because I don't know <laughs> that they would, yeah. they would, you know be there like physically while you just bashed a tree in or something like that to let the anger out, but a, a productive process for what to do with it. And then and then underneath the anger or next to the anger, let's say once you've exhausted the anger of having your boundary crossed, which is legitimate, then you, then you can encounter the actual pain that took place. You know what? What actually you developed? What beliefs you developed about yourself because of your dad's um, your dad's behavior, mm. and and that is a very um, that is a very important process. That is a very um, delicate process as well. And there's lots of ways to go about it, um, but just recognize that that underneath um, there is a there is a part of you that was that was hurt by that. It wasn't it personal. It wasn't intentional, and yet the pain the pain is very real. And, uh, you know, religion has a lot to say about this faith, let's say faith has a lot to say about this, because one of the things that I believe to be very true and have experienced is true about the universe is whatever pain that has been caused to us, and we talked about this earlier, whatever pain has been caused to us in childhood by weak or negligent fathers can be transformed to the good through faith in God and through work. Um, And so once once you get through the anger and have gotten down to the actual pain that exists, just know that if you if you if you find faith in God you can work with that pain every day and transform it into something absolutely glorious um, and, and and take take heart that that hope is there and that you won't be in pain forever if you don't want to be um, And so those are really the two halves so of, of the, if you have weak fathers who didn't give you the lessons that you needed to, be, to survive and do well in life but were otherwise competent you know forgiveness. Um, if you have a negligent or abusive father, first step is to accept the anger as legitimate, find a productive way to let it out, encounter the pain and know that with work and faith in God and, and brotherhood, you can transform that pain into something glorious and into and, and a better version of yourself that will not pass those burdens uh, onto your kids, your sons.
0: Beautiful. Amazing. man! Amazing. Like I got goosebumps about <laughs> uh, like... You're exactly right, Um, the way i dealt with anger and stuff like this was It it was sort of you know, like I Guess acceptance. I didn't have that Phase where I would need to to let go of the anger. It was more like stepping outside of the flame I'd say and uh, being alone with myself, you know I I had a period of time for like a few months where all I did was work, train, and stare at the ceiling. <laughs> it's funny, like total, total isolation, and that just allowed me to think, to think about life, to think about my behavior, to think about what makes me angry, why am I this, and I realized that um, first of all, if I'm, uh, how do you say? If if I'm able to accept what happened and what is happening, if I'm able to uh, understand someone else' uh, perspective, even though it might be fucked, like it could be horrible, mm-hmm. but if I just see where that person is going from, I can, uh, it's kind of I can kind of you know like let it go, but when you are constantly right. you not know, trying to, ju- to, to to I guess look at it from your perspective and then try to say how could you do this how could you do this you know you're you are not doing the right thing for yourself you will constantly have this anger and feeling that you were or left out or that you were neglected or that you didn't have the right teachings but when you are able to you know move past that in a way that you i guess you see the things as they are and stop blaming. Like, this is, this, this is a similar thing with the obese guy that he talked about, you know. You see this whole yeah. new journey, and you're like, fuck it. And then you try to suppress it. You try, when people talk to you about it, you are like, I don't want to talk about it, or it's not affecting me. But when someone br- br- brought it up, like when someone is really talking about it, you get all angry. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, accept, like you said, acceptance that you are angry, and that it's okay to be angry, um... I guess i guess it could work that you let out the anger or that you learn to actually use that anger um every the time into something productive you know like i do with writing like you do with writing with podcasting you know uh, training stuff like that um but i'd say the end goal is not to be dependent dependent on that energy i'd say that if you mm-hmm. are still getting um motivation from that used st- you end up not being satisfied for the results that you get because you're like yeah. i'm i'm fueled by this hate I'm, and then it corrupts yeah. you from inside like it's a great way to get started the same way with, with guys that start when they break up with their girls or something like that you know they're angry they're angry at the world but um once you've been able once you pass through that like barrier like that shell of childhood now comes the time to dedicate yourself of course to god but something higher than yourself you know when you start doing things because You don't feel like you need to correct the past, but to make the future something else, something different, to add on to the whole movement, I'd say. So it's a very tricky thing. And I guess we spoke about something in a few minutes that is a process of years. So it's hard to, you know, to (laughs) to pinpoint everything and just say, oh, do this, do that, do that. But first of all, like you said it perfectly, I won't add anything to that. I'll just say that be careful. Is the same, like it, everything goes the full circle. Like if you're using the bad energy all the time with music, you get consumed by it. If you are yeah. getting too much, you know, social media, not talking with brothers, you get, your mind gets fried. Same thing with this. If you cannot gather force from something positive, you will not be that positive. You can, there's, I guess there's a threshold that you can, like you can take negative negativity and then it gets overflown. And then you be- and then you become a negativity you know it's like the faucet that is like going smoothly but then it gets clogged boom for full, full explosion in your body yeah so it's very interesting and i would say <sighs> always be careful with what force what fuel are you using like be mindful of this like when you're about to do something it could be good or bad like we said like uh, free will yes no okay i'm doing this yes i'm doing this for the good reasons but where is the motivation coming from? Am I trying to avenge something? Am I trying to, you know, to get some, someone back? Or am I doing this because it, I'm supporting something good? I'm doing this for, like, you could say, pro, not anti uh, something.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, we're used to thinking of, like, love and hate as opposites. Mm. Um, I, I, I think and I don't think they are. I think the opposite of, of love and hate is apathy like you 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 hate someone, it's like the opposite of hating someone isn't loving them. It's just being like I just don't care about you. Same with love. Mm-hmm. And so when making forward progress in life, um I think there may be a time, maybe hate is too strong a word, let's call it anger, where um where you can use anger to drive yourself forward. You'll ultimately you'll burn yourself out because the anger is being driven by something unhealthy underneath that needs to be resolved. So if you have say someone hurts you in your life. Say, say, let's say like your ex-girlfriend, right? Your ex-girlfriend cheated on you and uh, in a really bad way in this really vicious way, mm-hmm. and you're furiously angry. She cheated on you, she left you, and you're really angry. And so I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna transform myself into this giant monster. I'm gonna look <laughs> amazing and I'm gonna make forward progress in your life. Well, so like, say you're together for two years, it's a good rule of thumb that like, it takes about half the length of the relationship to get over the relationship. So you do that for a year and you're hard charging, um, you're you're super hard charging for a year. After end and you, congratulations, you you know, you've got a six pack, you look amazing, you're posting physique and and, and breaking world record, right? Well, but at a certain point, you do actually have to get over the relationship. You know, you do have to, um You do have to say, this doesn't affect me anymore. And you have to move on. But if you're two years on from your breakup, it's like, no, I still hate her fuel yourself, you know, it's like, why like you're, you have to move, you've, you've gotten there and you have to transition and you have to let that go and you have to find another gear. You have to find another energy to power yourself on. And I, I think that energy is love. It doesn't mean love for your ex-girlfriend it means love for something you want love for yourself love for beauty love for some vision that you have and so the anger can be used as fuel to push you forward like rocket boosters but then at a certain point you have to transition to something um exactly just something more sustainable to actually get anywhere meaningful
0: exactly exactly like you said you know it's the same thing like what we do for example for you you are not talking about feminists are evil fe- women like like this you're talking about why men are good, why masculinity is good. You know, I could right. talk. I could be talking about, um, I don't know, uh, I I used to play video games, I smoked and f- screwed that, those things. I don't even have to mention it. I could say working out, I could say, you know, praying, it automatically cover, covers the bad thing. So, yeah. Let me see. Yeah let me see I, I do uh, want to say yeah, I do want to say on.
1: that there, there's room to talk about both that there is room to talk about to be pro men, and there is also room to be anti-feminist yes. because I do believe a lot of feminism probably most of it is driven by Marxism and I do believe that of Marxism is, is, is evil but yeah in general I'd like, say as long as you as offer a
0: solution you know as long as you're just not yes saying things just to I don't know I could say you know it's it's this very interesting because the same thing with about news and the reason why I don't view them like, you could say, okay, 50,000 people have died of this and that. Okay. It's sad thing. It makes you sad. Okay. What can I do about it? Not much. Not much. So, okay. Much. So, I'm sad. Um, it, it has ruined my day and I cannot influence it. What's the point? Like, what's the point? It's obviously, it's, it's sad and it's not the right thing to say. Like, who cares? But at the end of the day like you really need to be careful what you're taking in because if, you, if it's constantly negative negativity <laughs> it's funny how we talk about the same thing but through different uh, avenues you know uh, but yeah. if you're again if you're taking the constant negative things and uh, people who you surrounded with are saying negative things even though they are trying to serve better purpose it still ends up being this whole hateful group and people who actually uh, who actually want you know to maybe do some changes they will not take you seriously they will take you someone who's angry and that's why right like when i view like i never talk about politics stuff like that but when i view i i, I like to say battle between good and evil um the way we beat that is to stay like we are but be kind but be positive no 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 the no the facts know the enemy But then and say, like, like, this is what I wrote on story one day, you can say the most controversial things, but be a kind and good person, and they will be very confused. They will not know what to do, because if you are an angry person, and then you say these things, you're already beaten. And the way, you know, we become angry is when you follow those bad telegram channels, you know, when you follow these black pill channels, and then, you know, (laughs) There are those. Exactly. I don't like those
1: parts of Telegram. I love yeah. Telegram. I don't like that. So those parts. Exactly. Of
0: Telegram. And then what? What does it happen? Like you become this extremist, uh, anti, anti everything, anti everything, literally. And how is that serving your brothers? You know, you are posting about guns. You are posting about this and that. And you are just masturbating. That's what you are doing. And you are not offering right. something positive to people. Like that's the way I write. For example, is I always say something negative, and then I transition into positive so the person has a feeling that okay i understand that something is bad and now i understand that i need to fix it and it's not just like it's you are bad you are bad you are are addicted you are addicted and you can change that
1: yeah and i think with the anger part it's really tricky because you know as i said earlier anger is a legitimate response to a cross boundary and there are boundaries like boundaries, are being crossed all over the place, and, and we all know it, and we all can feel it, and so we feel it in our bodies. And so um, it's hard not to be angry. It's hard not to be angry at the assault on on masculinity, on femininity, on religion, on so, on national oh, yeah. sovereignty, on the individual. Like all these boundaries are being crossed. And we're just, and, and, and it's being intent, it's intentional. It's designed to provoke people. And, you know, unfortunately the people that are very sensitive about anger are very are themselves, very soft and fearful. And were they to be courageous enough to look at what's going on, they'd be angry too, uh, if you, if they, but you know, the best that they can offer is to be in denial and to watch the news. Like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. It's like, yeah. you're an idiot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry. I, I would never say that to somebody, but I'm tempted. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so. And so it's, it's a real challenge and it's a real challenge to be in a place of like, no, I am angry because, you know, boundaries are being crossed. Crazy shit is going on Mm -hmm. crazy, illegal, immoral, unethical, you know, drag them into the streets and get out the guillotine shit is going on. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to be angry about it. You just can't lead with the anger. And I really, I struggle with that. I'll be honest. I really struggle with that. Like I got a really strong warrior nature you know i love getting the sword out and going swinging into battle and that's not always the best that's not always the best strategy so there is i mean there is a, a way to be yeah. calibrated to the moment and 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 how to properly use the anger is a big question especially because and that's and that's why the clown world meme the clown world meme exists because it's like the anger meter just broke it's like yeah. this is ridiculous. I have to transition into just laughing yeah. at it because, like, <laughs> this is so preposterous. And I could be angry, but I just can't be angry enough at all this. So I'm just gonna laugh. That's what Clown World is. Yeah. This is a, a exactly. sublimation of the anger. I sometimes so I don't feel know what like to yeah about yeah.
0: that. Exactly. Like I sometimes feel like something is supposed to make me angry, but I'm like I can't be bothered anymore. You know, like <laughs> why? Just yeah. why? Um, but the point. But I want to ask you then. Like you say, anger is crossing boundaries. But do you think boundaries are objective? Because at the same time, you could say something to a social justice warrior, and she will, her her anger will be the most powerful thing you ever saw in your life. So yeah. you cross the boundaries there as well. And I'd say the boundaries, I mean, are, sub. Uh, I mean, the, I believe in objective what's good and evil. I I, I don't deny that. But at the same time, uh, if a person is, I guess, being programmed the wrong way they cannot know their boundaries. The same way, you know, if some ungrateful kid, um, some spoiled kid, you know, starts screaming at their parents because they crossed his boundaries, you know, and he's now angry. I believe that's why, you know, you need to have this inner work. You need to be surrounded by the right yeah. man. And you need to, of course, again, yeah. believe in God. Um, so I believe that's what people really need to understand here that if you're angry at something, it doesn't mean it's justified. If you first need to come from a grounded point of view.
1: And the the tricky part with anger is that um, you can have had a boundary crossed at some point in your life earlier and not had the opportunity to express that anger. Mm. And so then later in your life, when someone does something that looks similar, but that's harmless the anger can burst out at that person. So say you're a little kid and uh, you know some parent or a bully like pushes you over and knocks you down and cross your boundary and you get super angry, but there's a teacher standing right there and you can't say anything about it. And so you're just, all that anger swells up in your body and it's like, you can't go punch the kid in the face. So you swallow that anger, it's really traumatic and all that stuff. So then you go forward in your life and whenever someone like just brushes your shoulder, you get super angry. It's not because the person who brushed your shoulder did something wrong. It's because that anger from the deep past is unprocessed. Yeah. And so, yes, it is really important to do that self-work to let out the anger that is that has no direction. It's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to, I feel why I'm sitting alone in my apartment, I feel angry. Well, no one's actually doing anything. That's a sign that a boundary has been crossed. Once yeah. you work through all of that, Then you have a much stronger sense of healthy boundaries and you know what your boundaries are and even then as soon as someone crosses a boundary it's not always appropriate to be like hey you crossed a boundary you give them a chance maybe they didn't know it's like hey just so you know that like a friend of mine taught me this technique he's like just so you know the first 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 offense Just so you know, that's a boundary for me. I just, I appreciate if you, if you didn't cross it, you didn't know it's fine. I'm just letting you know that that's my boundary. And then the person does it a second time. It's like, Hey, maybe I didn't express myself clearly enough the first time, but um, that's a boundary for me. I'd really appreciate if you didn't do that. And then the third time the person does, it's like, you tell them like, okay, that's the third time. If you do it again, our relationship is going to change. And you don't—it's not a threat. Our relationship is going to—and that makes the point. Like I've given you two warnings. I've given you all the benefit of the doubt. It's happened a third time. Yeah. Don't do it again, or there will be consequences. And I think that that's really fair. But you—you you have to know that process, and you can only have that process once you have healthy boundaries where you've worked through all your anger at the people in the past. Yeah. And yeah. then, like the social justice warrior, they get these explosions of anger. I think because they've been—they've been—they've had their boundaries horribly crossed when they were children. And uh, they they were they were they were gaslit about it, and <clears throat> they were told to blame someone that had nothing to do with it, and they have no way to work through their their pain and their shame and their anger, and so they just project it on anyone who who tells them essentially no, anyone that's it's father anger is really what it is. Yeah, when yeah, talk, that, that makes sense. Justice, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah that totally makes sense to me now. Uh, I wanted you know people to to be cleared up. You know what do you mean by boundaries and. I, yeah. You cleared up great because, like I said, I do believe they're objective, but people just express them uh, differently. I know, for example, after, you know, puberty and stuff like that, um, I would have this, I would hate if people were behind me, you know. I would get so, so mm. scared. If someone would just be, like, harmless, like, touching from the back, I would jump around, like, I would want to kill oh, wow. them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So... And I remember the first time, you know, it was I took it took me like five or five years um, to finally take off my shirt, you know, in summer in public. And sure. I remember that time where I was like, literally in my mind, fighting, 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 like for it. It lasted for two hours. Like uh, I was in the, on the beach, people could see me, but this was like literally, shall I do it? Shall I not do it? Shall I do it? And like something in me finally said it. I took off my shirt. Like I screamed. I went to the sea and finally, finally, swam. You know, and that moment mm. when I finally accepted that, when I finally embraced that, um, it's it, it's immediately cleared up. You know, it immediately stopped being existent. But like it was, <laughs> I like, I literally just said it was years. Um, yeah. And everyone listening to this, you know, it it as long as as much as I like to simplify things because again I believe simple things are more are fundamental truths and then you build on build on upon them but you need to repeat the simple things for years 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 until you reach that point or it might be a few months few weeks for some but um, I'm just trying to say this that give yourself time if you if <laughs> this problem with social media is that everything is suddenly you know everything seems so sudden. Uh, you start yeah. you start training and you get in six months huge. Uh, you start you know uh, going to church and then you are suddenly posting every day about God. You know you are constantly change man um, stuff like that. Everything seems to work so quickly, and it's it's an illusion that I believe will never go away because it's impossible. It's impossible to post everything that you do in life. You will always post a podcast. You know I will not. Uh, I will not post. Uh, I don't know me. I don't know, like waking up in the morning, like, oh, I'm out of bed. I will just post the meal that I ate that morning. And it's impossible right. to see all the work that goes into these things. And of course, it's impossible to see the mindset that person has. Um, so, <laughs> just going, to, going through the right motions, doing the right things, choosing the light, and no matter how bad it gets, Just choosing the light, choosing the light, choosing the light. And sooner than later you will come to that point where, okay, I'm actually feeling much better. I can deal with my anger. I can direct that anger, you know, because I believe anger for men is a byproduct, you know, of, like you said, boundaries. But boundaries are crossed everywhere in today's world. So you'll be angry pretty much at at anything. Like it it might be Mm -hmm. your father was good. But you'll be angry at the world, you will be angry at something. There will always be something that will make you angry. And I believe the process is the same to learn to use that anger and to get through it, you know. So I believe this whole podcast is very valuable to the modern man, I say.
1: Oh, I agree. I mean, it's so, it's so important to talk about these things because it's difficult to talk about them uh, in text. It's, mm. it's easier to hear two men speaking about it in their voice and, uh, and to get the flow of a conversation and to, to kind of sink into it, because you're right, there is so much immediacy in all social media, you know, Instagram, how many different creators do you follow, you know, Twitter, especially YouTube, it's like on the YouTube content grind, yeah. and there it seems there's always something new to read or watch or engage with, and it's all interesting and it's all good. And, you know, the information flows so quickly, it seems like time moves so fast now. And there's a we lose we lose a sense of the natural rhythms, like how long it actually takes, for example, to transform your body takes a long time. You You don't you know, you can put in an A plus effort on day one and crush it and nothing will change on day two. And you're like, wait a minute, I just did, I just did something amazing and I, (laughs) you have nothing to show for it. Sorry. And you know, that's, that's just how it is. And how frustrating that is. Like, what do you mean? I was amazing this week. Why didn't (laughs) I weigh like 15 pounds less? Like, that's not how it works because we're so detached from the natural rhythms of things Mm -hmm. with the immediacy of our screens.
0: Yeah. And not only that, and then you are like, why is this not working? You start looking for new solutions, you know? You start I looking know. for different techniques, <laughs> workouts, programs, like... And this is... Program uh, Yeah, and this is a met- metaphor for life, basically. You start looking for different solutions, but then again, we return to fundamentals, basics, doing the compound movements, uh, resting, eating, sleeping. Oh my God, I built muscle, but it's two years later, you know? That's how it works um, in everything, I'd yeah. say, in everything. But there is but 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 it's a it's a it's compound effect and it's a beautiful thing now it doesn't mean that you will change quickly but you will be more uh, so sex like suitable to more changes in in the long run because if you are able to you know stay consistent for a month two or three uh, you will gain much more willpower you will gain much more you know momentum in life and then Things might, you know, happen faster, but expecting that they will, expecting expecting that, that something magical will change isn't the right thing. You know, it, it, it's similar to what is a common advice, you know, uh, enjoy the process, not the goal. You know, it, there's some truth to that. If you are just right. looking to, oh, I can't wait for that day to, I'm finally relieved of this. You are missing the point. You are not working on it. You know, you're not working directly. You're not focused on what you're feeling right now. And dealing to it. You are just waiting for that end point, you know. So, if you are able to, I guess, direct your efforts to something. And not just think about, for example, in in smoking. How to, like, how I stopped smoking. It's not that I constantly thought about cigarettes. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm not going to smoke today, but I still smoke. That was my first approach. Yeah, I'm just not going to smoke (laughs) today, you know. And what I did was change my lifestyle, like I worked out Mm -hmm. more, I ate better and slept better, then you were like, hmm, well, I'm doing all of these things, why would I smoke, you know? As soon as you change the whole habit loop, I'd say, you know, because that's how habits work, like scientifically, you have something that sets it off, the habit itself, and then what you do after for, co- for cigarettes, for example, you get to the co- uh, to coffee shop, you get coffee, you smoke it, and then, you know, you talk with p- friends. Or uh, it could be that I get nervous, I will smoke cigarettes, and then you get relaxed. That's like the, mm-hmm. that's, that's, but when you remove some of these things, for example, when you remove yourself from, uh, you could say, bad company, you could say stuff like this, your habit completely t- turns off. And like I said, I started doing better things in my life, and it's it's just fell off because it didn't align with my yeah. current lifestyle. And um, so this goes, you know, back to the, the thing we talked about. If you are focusing on some doing something instead of not doing something, like I don't want to be angry or I don't want to get pissed off, this, you know, you're missing the point. You need to be focusing on I want to be happier. Well, not happier. That's the, the cliche thing, but yeah. I want to be stronger in this. You know. And then automatically you will be less in something negative. You no, know, it's like oh, a slider. Yeah, no. You know, it's, if you move the audio to the left, the right one will, hear, will be less, you know, but if you're thinking about uh, I want my audio to be le- to the left, but I'm, you're constantly looking at the right, you know, I want it to be on the left. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not going to work.
1: Yes, you have to. Yeah, you have to be I, I think that you can only get so far with, um, with being anti-something before you have to become pro-something. Like mm-hmm. don't whatever whatever you run from chases you. Don't run away from something. Run towards something. And that's always much more powerful. It's like oh, if you're if the thought is I have to stop being fat, I have to stop being fat. The 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 pattern that you still have in your mind is being fat. But if you come up with an image in your in your mind of what you want to be, mm-hmm. you know a desired goal, much more powerful. Much, much more powerful it's, and the two go hand to hand because they hand in hand because you do need, you know, that sort of anti, I need to stop being this way, yeah. you know, to, to get you through. Um, but then once you get a little taste of what you could be, like, I'll give you a good example. I got in, I got in the best shape of my life in 2020, I lost like 40 pounds in six months during the COVID lockdowns nice. I'm very proud of that. And then I traveled a lot in 2021 and put on, you know, some of that weight again. And so now finally in 2022, I'm sorting it out again. So it's been about the past like six weeks, something Mm -hmm. like that. And so I've been in caloric deficit and I've been exhausted and I've been, you know, lifting weights and and all this stuff and and tracking everything I eat. I don't mind doing that. I love doing that. And (laughs) just now finally, you know, I'm feeling better, you know, uh, and and all my clothes fit great, great again, and it's awesome. And I'm finally now starting to get a sense of what I could be. Instead of trying to get away from where I was, I'm starting to get a sense of what I could be. And it's that's the most really exciting. Feeling. Yeah, it's the most
0: it's beautiful. feeling. It's a great feeling.
1: feeling. It's a. I mean, because I got in 2020, I got super lean. You know, like I I dropped I dropped 40 pounds of fat, and I got super lean, and I and and so I just went from like. I don't know. I wasn't really skinny fat. I wasn't even yeah. really fat, fat. I was just kind of like in between. Right. And then I just got down to like, skinny. I felt a little bit like a beanpole. It was a nice feeling. I felt clean, Yeah. yeah, yeah. but I, but, but then after that, um, I was actually really terrified. I didn't want to be fat again. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to start eating excess calories to put muscle on. I'm like, Nope, not going back in the fat box. I can't yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just stuck on my like 1800, 2000 calories today. I'm not <laughs> going to overeat. It was really dumb, but that's how powerful it was. That's how trapped I was. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm getting to the point. It's like, okay, I'm getting down lean again. Now I actually feel like I would like to know what it's like to put on a lot of muscle. You know to look and that's really exciting and that's getting to be much more powerful now mm. now that i've sorted out the thing that i need to get away from now i can actually look at the thing that i want to that i want to go towards
0: well yeah that's the beautiful thing you know about working out because it shows you exactly like what you could you could be but it also shows you that oh shit, if i get some things together like if i get some things like uh, in order i get results and your yeah. it's a beautiful thing that your direct effort shows in what you get. Like, you look in the mirror, you look at what numbers you are lifting and it directly shows if you've been slacking off, if you've been doing things right. So, it's a beautiful thing, you know, for someone to change their perspective about how things work, that you can do things for yourself, you know. But when can we expect a first random of men physique post? <laughs> Hopefully
1: in the next month or two. Yeah,
0: that would be great, That would be that'll Yeah, be oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's uh, I'm excited about it because, mm. um, you know, I did it once before... And that's how I made all the friends that I had then. Mm. Is that I was on this? I was on the Alexander Cortez uh, inner circle uh, Telegram group, and so I I, I didn't post physique daily but at the end of my journey at the end of six months when i had lost you know 40 pounds i posted and it was like oh shit, this guy's for real like he doesn't just talk like he does the work yeah and so like i I like doing it that way as opposed to the incremental exactly so because i hold i hold myself i hold myself pretty accountable so um so yeah probably um probably what we're into february now probably end of end of march nice for sure you know when i'll be when i'll be somewhere um appreciable i'm I'm excited about it i'm excited about it i'm not just a yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah you will
0: like, have it though nice nice yeah it, it, I, i'm going to actually you know th- th- i do these monthly quests and so i will actually make one quest this year uh, i didn't talk about this before but this will be like don't look in the mirror challenge like don't take pictures for a year or so or for a month or so you know at all and then uh, and then look and, and take a picture you know so you don't like get focused on oh I'm getting a little bit fat or I'm building muscle. No, you get, keep working, keep working, then you just surprise yourself with what you get. You know, I think it will be very yeah. fun, a fun thing to do.
1: But yeah, man. Uh, what else? But like I will uh, say, I will yeah. s- f- as a, as a quest. That's a really good thing. But I will say when I when I lost all the weight in 2020. I, I took photos of myself every day as part of this program, 75 hard mm. and that really helped because it meant that I would get up every morning, weigh myself on the scale, track everything I ate, yeah. you know, didn't drink, no cheat meals, nothing. I mean, it was locked down. It was lockdown world. So yeah. what am I going to do? You know, like I, I would order my groceries online and I would drive up to the grocery store. They put them in my trunk and then I would drive home mm-hmm. and that was like the most that I left the house. <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't care. I was, I was fine. So I, so, so every day scale in the morning photo at night. And I found that taking the photo at night really held me accountable that if I ever wanted to get like lost in my head, oh, I'm doing amazing. It's like, nope, still got a long way to go. So like, yes. But I think for people that are just starting out trying to make progress, it's really necessary and this sucks and I hated it. And you know, especially early on, but you have the discipline of being able to be honest with yourself and say, Mm -hmm. no, this is where I'm at. So that when you go to bed and then you get up in the morning, You have that image fresh in your mind, like no, I actually look like shit. I (laughs) need to not look like shit. Unfuck yourself. Yeah, you're right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And that's what I'm doing with uh, this this month's quest and the past, like transcendence quest. Where I'm doing this thing where yeah, it's pretty much very similar to hard seventy five hard, you know. And I I encourage people to take pictures and stay accountable. But But I'll start cutting, I believe, in March as well. Like right now, I'm over. I think I'm right, close to 210 pounds, so I wow. got, I got, yeah, I got really uh, fat, I'd say. No, I'm not fat, but you know, I, I'm really focusing on lifting uh, high numbers, you know. So dirty. I, bulk. I, yeah, so guy, guy, I'm eating clean, like very clean, but I just love eating. So <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the problem. Like I, for when sure. I, yeah, when I cut l- last year, I at one point, yeah, I was also eating like 1,700 calories and doing cardio <sighs> on top of that um so brutal yeah it's it's satisfying on like this weird level like i'm doing this you know i look shredded but when you actually start eating normal again you realize what the hell was was i doing like that mindset is insane but i love it you know it 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 gives you like this whole new perspective on life um when you eat food you're like this tastes so good and i'm looking forward to it because I I, say, I call this uh, fight camp. <laughs> I remember food. <laughs> <laughs> I remember food. That was fun. Food was fun for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I I call this fight camp mentality. You know, like you go in yeah. full full like fully on. Not like oh, I'm lifting a little bit. I won't track calories. You know, I'm just trying to stay fit. I don't like that. I believe this makes us. Right. You know, like it. It's okay if you have obviously like a big. Uh, Something that takes a lot of your time and you're very busy man, but no if you have time and most people do Go fully in because you will have much more better results not physically, but mentally like that's the biggest thing for me like when I Cut for like four months able to stay be hungry all the time do the cardio. No, I'm like It's all in the mind like I it's not even how much you lived it's all in the mind if you can just stay consistent to it and if you can um believe that you're going to do it that's it you know and that's when i started like during summer like i was working a very physical job i've made like twenty thousand steps a day and so but i was like you know wow. what screw that i'm going to and and i slept like for six hours two shifts a day it was crazy but i'm like you know what I I'm going to build muscle and stay lean I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. care because I showed to myself in my mind everything is possible if I can get this lean yeah I can build muscle and and that's that was my mindset I trained I I worked out and I got great results like I have pictured posted but I got corona right after I got horribly mm-hmm. sick So I lost all of those gains. Now they're back, but Mm. it was very, like, discouraging. But it's very interesting, like, how you set your mind to something. Like, you truly believe it. Like, it's not... Basically, once you've shown to yourself that you can do something, be it physical challenge, be it, I guess, I don't know, right? Like, I wrote a cookbook or something like that. Even smaller things, like, yeah, I have this podcast now, but for me okay i started the podcast i started this page when you show to yourself like those through those small moments that you can do this it applies to everything that's why i always say start training so young people start training start training because you learn that with the power of consistency and your mind you can do
1: pretty much everything pretty much everything absolutely it's 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 and the body is the first is the first and the easiest way to prove that You know, if you if you really wonder if you can make a difference in the world in things that are important to you, the first thing you can control is your body. People say, oh, no, I'm like you said, I'm special. It doesn't work for me. Nonsense with discipline and consistency and honesty. And, you know, this is why I think people people argue about this. I think you have to track your calories. I think you have to weigh your food, because if you're just eyeballing it like. It's incredible how many grams of fat are in a piece of steak. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's just a piece of steak. It's no big deal. And then you actually look at the the caloric breakdown. It's like, wow, it's like forty percent fat is in steak. That's not a bad thing for what it is. But if you're trying to, if you're trying to cut weight, you have to be in caloric reduction. Yes. Yes, like I'm exactly. doing eight, Like I'm six foot one. I don't know what that is in centimeters. One eighty six,
0: I'd say one eighty five point five, something like that.
1: Yeah, something. Like, and so, like, and so I'm eating like. 1800 1700 calories a day that's nothing that's that's like i'm like i, I that just whips by and I believe, if i were trying yeah. to eyeball that if i were trying to eyeball that i'd be eating 2400 2500 calories yeah. a day and guess what i wouldn't lose any weight it
0: Voila. seems that you also have like slower metabolism as well you know because when you tell people that you eat that, that little calories they think you are like 5.56 and like some like a girl or something but it's very real like when you get yeah. lean, lean, you have to eat so little food. And, and the funniest yes. thing is most of that is protein. So you're eating like this chicken yeah. breast, turkey and a uh, f- piece of fruit and, and a few eggs. That's your life. Cottage cheese, no, whey yeah. protein. And and then, <laughs> so yeah, Tuna. But, but, but it is a beautiful thing that you can maintain it. Then later on, much easier, you know, but if you don't have that discipline built in you, it happens. Like to me right now. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Oh, well, I mean,
1: like for me, it's really tough because, like, when I in 2020, you know, I I didn't I didn't have as much that I was doing back then. I hadn't started the Renaissance of Men yet, for example. And so now, you know, I've got a podcast, I've got Instagram, I've got Twitter, I've got a bunch of other stuff, coaching, all this other stuff that I'm mm-hmm. working on. And so, in addition to being on caloric restriction, in addition to walking eight to ten thousand steps a day and exercising every day. You know, I, I'm, I'm, my metabolism is slowing down. I'm eating less calories, and I have more mental demands on me. Yeah. So I'm dragging. It's so tough, and so I have so much respect for people who to uh, try, and I understand how difficult it is to lose weight. For example, if you have to go to an office, or you have to, if you have kids. Like imagine if you have like say say, 60 pounds to lose Mm -hmm. and you lead a normal life where you go to an office and have a wife and kids and family and friends, you know, and stuff to do on the weekends. Yeah. Like the, the, the discipline required to lose that much weight is just immense. And so I understand why men like decide not to do it. Um And why there are so many overweight dads because it's just so much, so if you're like a young guy and you're overweight, sort that out before you get married because it ain't gonna yeah. get easier you know exactly I mean. anything that you real, want to do in thing. life,
0: yeah, anything that you want to do in life like before marriage will be harder after marriage that's what I yes. heard <laughs> that's what I heard. yes, yeah
1: well, you have to you can't just consider yourself anymore, you have to consider your wife and your kids mm-hmm exactly, exactly like I think I'm going to wrap it up with uh, uh, with this guy that it, it, you
0: know physique father when we are talking about dead buds yeah <laughs> um he asks and this is i guess the most important question of all if he had if you had to fight one man to death would it be liver king or gaston
1: <laughs> well <laughs> i uh, I, <laughs> I would i would probably fight uh i'd probably fight liver king i'd nice. probably fight liver king <laughs> i think uh you know, you know how you know, you know how you know the difference is that like Gaston's got like holes in his socks. If you've seen that movie, he's got, he just yeah, doesn't yeah. care. Gaston will just straight up kill you. You know, liver and and Gaston like didn't have the benefit of steroids or anything like that. Like Gaston was just like naturally, naturally huge and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I could probably, um, I think I probably get might get overpowered by Liver King, but I think I might be able to exploit some mental weaknesses.
0: Just, just, throw, just throw a piece of uh, bread. In, in front of him, and he will—he will turn no. into dust. <laughs> Carbs
1: are my weak point.
0: <laughs> no, I haven't—I uh, haven't earned it yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. yes, but yeah. Did you see
1: the video of Liver King throwing the spear? He didn't do such a good job of throwing the spear. It's like, yeah. a, th- okay, there's, like a physique father said, humanity might be able to be saved. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Uh, Anyways, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I think we're almost out of time as well. Um, So yeah, like, thank you, thank you for being on the show. Um, The conversation was amazing. Like so many things we talked about that were helpful to me, but also to other men. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Like as we kept kept speaking, it kept getting better and deeper. So it was beautiful. Um, Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Really. Uh, it exceeded my expectations i would love to talk with you again man and yeah where can people find you like where, where what are you doing right now is there something like you, you would like to share go on
1: yeah thank you nature chat that means a lot this has been a great conversation i love talking about all this stuff and, and you've been mm-hmm. a, you've been a great sparring partner in these in, the, <laughs> in these subjects this has been great this is a, definitely a, a great time Um, Yeah, so if you want to find out more about me, you can just find me on uh, Instagram, and that's at Ren of Men, R-E-N-O-F-M-E-N, like Renaissance of Men, but shorter, Ren of Men. I'm also on Twitter, same handle, at Ren of Men. Uh, I'm on YouTube. So my, my my podcast, The Renaissance of Men, which you can find on Apple and Google and Spotify um, is also now on YouTube. So you can I've got a couple, I've uh, got some YouTube videos as well. And you can find all of this stuff linked on my Linktree, which is Linktree Rent of Men. I also do uh, men's coaching, men's purpose coaching. So if you're a man that's looking to find your purpose, um, I can help coach you through that to be what I call a fit vessel for your purpose. When you get your life sorted out in some specific, specific ways you're ready to receive your purpose and that is what I coach men through and I also offer services called deep listening where if you have a problem that's on your heart something that's on your mind that you need help working through uh, but you don't know who to talk to about it uh, I I offer deep listening sessions where together we get to the heart of your problem and uh, and help you and help you work it through so all that's available linktree slash rent of men
0: awesome man thank you once again and yeah have a great rest of your
1: day man you too thanks a lot I appreciate it Thank you.